We be live. Wait, we, you muted. Did we miss that? Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Hi, everyone. We're going to be doing the news. We have 10 news items. That was, that was kind of cute. Um, I'm getting a little bit of an echo, but it's fine. I'm not going to be picky it's about it. It's just you because it can't There's, be me. It can't be you? Okay, fine. Mm-mm. Oh, wait. Maybe it's my phone. Oh, no, I'm not sure. Okay, so we have people in the live chat. D is here. D is excited. D is saying, I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, and yeah, the news today is very heavy, especially the first one, right? So, guys, we're going to be talking about the news on atheism, religion, sometimes politics and culture, but mostly atheism and religion. And today we are having a lot of news about India, and it's not pretty. It doesn't look like it's pretty, right? Like it's bad, right? No. 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 Okay. Um all right, so we can't even clap. And I don't even know if you can talk about this. We're going to get, like, YouTube is going to destroy us. We're guys, going make sure to you talk like... about it carefully. We're going to talk about it carefully. Okay. So, guys, please make sure you like this video because the stuff that we're about to talk about is really sensitive. And mm-hmm, YouTube mm-hmm, hates mm-hmm, us because mm-hmm. of that, right? So, mm-hmm. YouTube is like, why you got to do this? Why do you have to talk about stuff like this, right? So... Um, and that's why our videos get deprioritized, and you guys need to help us grow by liking the video, okay? So we need to fight the algorithm. We need to, like, okay? So please like the video. Okay. Um, oh, wow. Somebody on Facebook is saying, instantly intrigued. Okay, yeah, well, wait until we get started. So we can't, can we even clap? We can't clap for the first news? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. That's I'm not like, gonna lie. It's 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 it is not pretty this week. It's ugly. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you know, okay. we're gonna talk about important stuff. You know, it was funny when you're like, YouTube does not like us talking about this. I'm like, honestly, I don't like talking about it either. But it's important. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So I guess the uh, first news. First news, Hindu priest calls for sexual violence against Muslim women in India. On April 2nd, a local Hindu priest in Uttar Pradesh, India, announced via loudspeaker in front of a mosque that if Muslim men harassed Hindu girls, he would kidnap Muslim women and R-A-P-E them openly. I'm not going to say the R word in full because that is the guaranteed way to nuke a video on YouTube. So we're just going to say the R word when we're talking about R-A-P-E. Okay. So he's basically saying that he would he would do that to them just in the open. This atrocious comment was captured in a video that was tweeted on April 7th by Mohammed Zubair, co-founder of the fact-checking website Alt News. The video shows the priest sitting on the passenger side of a car broadcasting a speech through a microphone. According to NDTV, a major broadcast and digital news agency in India, the crowd cheered Jai Shri Ram, or Glory to Lord Rama, as the priest announced his plans. This video shows the uh, priest saying to the local Muslim population, neither your place nor you people will remain. Again, YouTube, this is a quote from someone else. This is not what we would say to any community. Um, He is seen to be escorted by multiple police officers during his speech in several videos. I I have never seen a crowd of people unanimously cheer 
uh, R-A-P-E. Okay? I've never seen that. Have you ever seen that before? No. 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 I haven't. Look, no. even on Twitter, even on Twitter, people are not saying R-A-P-E. Is Twitter sensitive as YouTube? People look, look how people are writing it on Twitter. No, I think people are sensitive in general. Okay. If I play this video uh, for the crowd, would YouTube be upset about that? Because people I don't are think cheering. so. Well, we shouldn't play that one because it's not translated, but we had a member of our community who emailed me fully translated videos, subtitled, um, that I emailed you the link to. So if okay, you so um, go check the link, it should be a Google Drive. I will do that right now. Awesome. Um, so however, while you do you that, I'll talk a little video. bit about this. So, I have two videos. Wait, wait, wait. I have two videos. Which one? Um, oh, the, okay. See, the crowd one. The crowd one. Yeah, okay, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So this this like caused such huge outrage in India. People were like, "Holy crap, are you freaking kidding me?" Part of what made the outrage so much worse is in different videos you can see either policemen just standing in the crowd or um policemen he's kind of like on this pickup truck and he's sitting in the passenger seat of this pickup truck that has, you know, the loudspeakers on it. And then in the back of the pickup truck, you know, on the bed of the truck, there are like three police officers like in the truck with him, essentially. Um, and so people were really outraged by that. It took at least five or six days for any for the police to take any action against him, because clearly this is open incitement to violence. This is against the law. And this is a particularly um, sensitive thing in India. Like this, this incitement to violence is um, uh, supposed to be taken a lot more seriously or uh, uh, dealt with a lot more quickly than in other countries I've noticed. Um, so people were very upset by the fact that it took so long for something this atrocious this open and this brazen to have action taken against him um apparently this local priest i think the word for it is a, a manhunt um he is known for really flagrant comments before and um he what's so crazy is that so we're, we're going to be talking about this for the next two weeks because there's so much to cover. So recently there was a festival called Ram Navami. And this is a festival to celebrate the birthday of Hindu god Lord Rama. And there has been an explosion of violence and incidents preceding and during this festival. And so this... Um, this is kind of like par for the course. And a lot of this violence and escalation surrounding this festival literally happened by crowds of militant Hindus going out, going into Muslim areas, going into Muslim neighborhoods and going to go sing hate slogans, make hate speeches, it, uh, even raise weapons in front of just local mosques all across the country. So we're going to be like, there's so much that happened um, in the past week that we're going to be covering this for, you know, the next two weeks at least. But, um, this, this is like part of that, that broader context. And so this happened, they went into this area, went right and did this on loudspeaker in front of a mosque. And, um, 
oh, there was something else important I wanted to say. Oh yeah, he has the most derogatory language. Like he he calls um, the Muslim neighborhood like a pigsty. Like just every single slur you can think of is what he's using in in this speech. Okay, I'm. I have the video ready. I just have a question before um, I mm -hmm. show it. You know, if, if a fraction of this much anti-Muslim bigotry was happening in Europe, this would be international news. Like, wouldn't it? I I think so. Like, if this, if like one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Like, if this, like, anti-Muslim bigotry to uh, to this level, like one one. Tenth of this was if there was in, an in, incidence of one man doing this in front of one mosque in like Sweden or the Netherlands, it would be international yeah. news. In this fact, talking about Sweden, in, this is happening in mass across the country. Right, like like today, I, I was watching on BBC covering some anti-Muslim bigot groups in in Sweden today because of you know some, but but this is. But they're not covering this. This is, and this is a thousand times worse, and with a lot more victims, a lot more Muslim victims than anywhere else. So it's, I don't know why people are not talking about it as much. I mean, I know no. actually, yeah. But okay, so I have the video. Wait, what do you mean? So, what do you mean? You know? What does that? What does that mean? What What do you know? What is the implication there, sir? The implication is that people be racist. In, in what way? Expand that thought. I mean, okay, that if Indian lives matters less than European lives, mm. even if they're Muslim. Okay, so okay, so I don't know if racist is a better bigotry, maybe. Okay, it's mm -hmm. better bigoted. Okay, so even people who want to be not bigoted, right? And they're like, oh, we care about Muslims. Okay, European Muslims <laughs> matter more than Indian Muslims. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I to thought them. you were approaching uh, it from to them. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were approaching it from the angle of bigotry of low expectations, which might also play into this as well. Like, oh, oh this is just what this is just what yeah. happens over there. But in Europe, this is shocking and unacceptable. Do you think that it, attitude plays into the disparate coverage as well? Yes, yes, you're right. You're right. You're like, oh, we expect this in from India. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That also I didn't think about it. That also plays into it. Interesting. Um, okay, I have the but video. here at Atheist Republic, we say, hail to the na-na-na-na-na. This is wholly <laughs> unacceptable everywhere. <laughs> Consistency. Okay, was... Yes. All right, I'm going to play this. Na-na-na-na. <laughs> like, wait, we can get copyright for that. Don't I don't careful. think that's copyright. <laughs> I think it might be. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. So I'm going to play this. Let me see if there's a, if anybody, if there's any echo, please let us know in the live chat. Do you want me to read the subtitles? Yes. So okay. I pause every time there's a subtitle. Is that good? Or are you just yeah. let it go? Okay. Uh, but be careful. Heads up, that, to this our, is... yeah. heads up to our listeners. Um, there's probably a lot of language in this that I'm going to have to use coded language for. So if you want yes. to know what is actually being said, make sure to check us out on YouTube. Watch us on screen. Wait, should we Join even us. play this? Should we even play this? Because this is like very hateful, isn't it? Like we're showing it on YouTube because YouTube like make uh, uh, be upset about the fact that we're showing such hate messages. Like I don't want to risk the channel. Ooh, like, what do you I don't know. Because remember what happened to Abdullah Samir? Yes, we shouldn't play this. 
shoot. We should provide a place for people to go find it. Could we host okay. it on our own website and put it into the news story now that I have the translated version that our yeah, put us, member sent us? Yes, yes. Put, put, it, put it somewhere here. Okay. I mean, there are translations here. Look, this is... Yeah, this it's is. not very thorough, though. Not all of it is translated. But So, guys, if you want a glimpse into how bad and vitriolic this is, it's so bad that they don't even... I was watching Indian news coverage. They don't even play the audio on Indian news. They're like, we can't even, we can't even like share what this guy is saying. So maybe yeah, it's sure. better that we don't play it. But um, on our website where we wrote up the news story about this, you can see the embedded videos where it's it's oh. mostly translated. You know, yeah, let's put it as a secular rarity on the live chat saying, does an atheist republic have a Discord? Let's put it, let's upload the video on Discord or on our Discord server. How about that? But guys, but link to our Discord. Where is it going to live? It's on our Discord on one of the channels in our Discord. I'll, I'll think about that. Because the only problem is, okay. you know, on Discord, everything just gets repeatedly moved up. Yeah. Okay. Through the log. I don't know. That's a good right. idea, well, Secular Rarity. Yeah. Guys, Anyways, we have a Discord server. Join our Discord server. <sighs> because we can't actually show you guys what this is because of reasons. Um, or what do you think about this? Like, give us give us your analysis. I kind of shared more of the background. I mean, besides the obvious, like, this is insane. My analysis, my like, professional analysis is that this is batshit crazy. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And India is getting worse and worse. And, you know, this is the one of the worst cases of we being able to tell everybody, I told you so. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we, we told people like you know when this is all was we've been telling people how bad things are getting in India for a couple of years now, haven't we? Mm -hmm. And so many mm -hmm. people thought we we're exaggerating. People thought that no, it's not going to get here. People thought like we're like we're butthurt because of how much Hindus attacked us. We're like exaggerating things because mm -hmm. maybe we're upset about it. We were uh, really but... underestimating. Yeah, not, honestly. Yeah, so People said that we were overestimating how bad things are getting in India. Apparently, we were underestimating it. Apparently, based on I would, I like, would have never expected this. Yeah, yeah, this is getting so much more common in India. Like, I'm seriously now worried about like genocide be becoming more of a possibility. Okay, I'm not saying it's probable right now, but the fact that it's becoming more and more of a possibility. It's pretty scary. Like, this is like, I don't know. Tensions are getting really, and you know, the, it, it is within the best interest of these radicals on to, to make things even more extreme. I just don't know what to do. You know, I just don't know how this is good. Like, I, I'm hoping at some point, you know what? The only hope is that India is like, a, there's a lot of uh, economic interest in India, right? And all this radicalism is not good for business, right? So that's my We're hope. We're going to talk that about I've... that later later today. Really? We have a whole story about that, yeah. Okay. So I'm hoping at some point, you know, the power of capitalism will come and get, put a stop to this, <laughs> right? Because this is not good for business. You know, this is this is why we need capitalism, okay? Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just need to just insert your little neoliberalism. <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, oh, here. So, Wait. Yeah, go. Uh -huh. I, I have Hindu for Susanna in the live chat providing the counter narrative, which is good. So let's oh, we'll address that soon. 
No, it's, 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 not that it's bad. oh my gosh. I mean, I think one thing is it's so concerning to see how normalized this type of rhetoric is becoming. Like every week, I see more and more videos of Hindu faith leaders um, of various designations um, just openly talking about, like quite casually, casually talking about the genocide of Muslims and calling it that themselves, like not by implication. No, like I watched this video the other day of this one priest guy talking about, oh, actually we've decided that it's going to, it's going to originate from this area. Like that's how specific they're getting. That's how it's just, it's so, um, it's so worrying. And I used to kind of think, oh, well, is calling it like just the normalization of anti-Muslim bigotry, like too generalizing, you know, for the country. But it's getting it's getting more and more that way every single day. And I've been talking to a lot of people either in or from India recently because, Armin, like we've been following kind of the issues surrounding this for like the past two years. And I don't know about you, but... And I don't know how much of it is, you know, just me paying attention to it more than I did before. But if since January of this year, I feel like it has started to escalate at a pace and a rate and um, like a, a depth of vitriol that I have not seen before. Like it is in, since the beginning of the year, it has really seemed like things have just like set on fire. Um and I was ta- I've been talking to people about this because I wanted to get their perspective on, you know, is it is it just me is, or do you get this sense as well? And they're like, no, it, it has been getting so much worse, so much more quickly. And uh, most people are saying it has to do with the elections that are coming up. Oh, okay. Uh, do you want to read Katie's comment? Katie is saying... Three days ago, my parents were telling me that Muslims haven't taken over India because of the BJP. I knew they were conservative Hindus, but they weren't BJP apologists last time I saw them. Oh, my word. I confronted them, and they actually asked me if I think Hindu, if, if, if I think Muslims are good people. I just can't. And then she said, this ideology is growing fast. Hmm. Holy cow. Oh, Holy AGA cow. just became a member. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for becoming a member, AGA. Um, I think, I mean, we're going to talk about this more throughout the episode today, but it's really concerning to me, the extent to which like it is like Indians are turning on fellow Indians. Like these are your fellow citizens. Like these are your neighbors, you know, these are normal people who have lived in your country for generations from the beginning, you know, they just had a different faith. It's really crazy. Um, okay, you, you want to read Hindutva Susanna's point? Oh, boy. So Hindutva Susanna saying he got, meaning the priest who did this thing, saying he got arrested for that hate speech. Um, a few Okay, students... don't, no, 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 don't, don't, don't read that sentence, okay? Because we, I know I was might... going to use coded language. Okay, okay uh, because you two might think we are, we are being bigoted. Okay, few... Yeah. Um, Read it off of his. Okay, screen. so basically, he's saying a few stupid Hindu goons. Oh my God! Uh, I was saying I was trying to get you not to put stupid next to the word Hindu oh. because uh, yeah, that's what I was trying to avoid. Okay, YouTube, we're not calling Hindus stupid. Okay, we're just like some. We're just reading someone else's comment. But yeah, sorry, sorry, YouTube is sensitive. But go on. Um, 
And so basically they're saying like, oh, only a few, you know, goons make these kinds of threats and it makes international news. And then saying, I can show thousands of cases where, where Hindu women were based on their religion by Muslims. I have no idea what that second. Okay. I think, I think the point is, and somebody else made the same point here. Okay. Um, somebody else uh, Satya saying, this is not good. And this is not about India. You can't judge India on the basis of one individual. Okay, so we're not, first of all, we're not judging the entirety of India. Obviously not. Uh, <laughs> we don't, we're not even claiming that most people are like this person. We are not, who, nobody is claiming that here, okay? Uh, but these type of calls for violence is increasing significantly, okay? Um, this, you know, if what? this increase, for, if, it, if it increases from, if it, you know, a few incidences to a lot more incidences. Like nobody is claiming that this is the entirety. Like this man represents the entirety of India. Nobody's claiming that. But this is a growing problem. It's an increasing worrying problem. You don't need all of India to think like this to be this be a huge issue. You know, radicalism growing in a country and being problematic. It needs a small percentage of people. For it to for it to turn into a growing movement, a growing dangerous movement that could be very damaging to the secularism and peace I, in India. Yeah. I need okay. I need I need to back up. I need to back up. One individual. Okay, we're talking about what the actions of one individual, but this is by no means one individual. In the videos, you can see crowds of dozens of people cheering this man on. Are, are we just casually gonna forget like all the hate speeches in Hardavar? Like. All, all the, 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 I can't even, like, we're going to talk about it later in the show, but, like, just how bad things are in Karnataka right now, like, oh, my God, this is not, this, this is measurably <laughs> an attitude that is observed and appreciated across the country, and we're talking about it. Like, this is not one individual. Like, do you, oh, my God, the gaslighting. Yeah. Do you not pay attention to the news in India? Like, this is not some, I mean, it is fringe, but it's not like, holy crap, this came out of nowhere. Like, we've been building for this for years. Yeah. Yeah. No, this say, is a David Duke is just one individual. <laughs> um. Oh wait! Uh, it's so a symptom a of a larger sickness. Jesus. Yeah, AJ is saying Trump is just one individual. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so do you want to highlight any other comments before I bring up the next news? No, I just would like to say that you know Hinduism is the most peaceful religion. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's the most peaceful way of life. I don't know what people are talking about. Yeah, it's, a, it's a way of life, man. This is just peaceful. You, your Abra Susanna, your Abrahamic mindset just. I'm an Abrahamic mindset. Cannot see the wisdom of, a, of the Dharma of calling for this kind of violence against women. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, we just don't get it, guys. We just don't we get just it. Don't get it. <laughs> oh my oh wait one last comment by katie and then we go freaking dumbass. <laughs> wait there's a katie comment i'm gonna highlight oh here here it is um katie is saying to people saying this is just one individual people are often electing such individuals to the effing government very good point you have very a good point katie as per usual 
Okay, but um, PK is saying, this, is saying this hate speech is not endorsed by most Hindus. Good point. But the viewpoint of the Muslims are the other is a majority viewpoint. So you're saying the hate speech isn't endorsed, but the idea that Muslims are otherized mm. is majority. Yes. Yeah, so like even even people who are not, uh, even many people who are not for this level of extreme language, okay, they still might vote for BJP because they they see that they are in favor of the otherization of Muslims and they want protection from them. So they will bring people such, such as this, uh, maybe to power, even though they themselves would not be calling out for violence or something like that. So that's that's what makes these individuals very dangerous. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I just to be, yeah. Go ahead. No, I want to highlight another comment just to show oh. you how bad the situation is. Um, Forever Stormy is saying a religion that flicks violence on its own lower castes would have inevitably or eventually turned on others. It was inevitable. Okay, and here's a comment. Here's an interesting comment, okay? So, Hindutva Susanna, <laughs> in the live chat, the person who was telling us that we are exaggerating and these are this is just one individual, okay? So, this is the person who was trying to tell us that we're exaggerating things. This is just one, one individual who was arrested, okay? But she herself is showing that how common this viewpoint is because she is saying Muslims won't let you be peaceful okay so what happened all of a sudden to this being one individual you yourself are saying that you are not going to be peaceful you are you yourself are calling for violence the person that was in the live chat trying to defend Hindutva by saying this person is an in, one individual well apparently you're one of those individual who are individuals who are calling for violence you're saying peace is not possible right and you do that with an argument by generalizing an entire identity of people, an entire group of people, you're saying Muslims won't. You're making a general comment about an entire group of people. And that's your excuse for advocating for violence. So you just expose yourself. You're just showing everybody that it is not just the individual that we just showed on the news. It's also people that are even currently in our live chat. And we're not a big channel. It's right here. But go on. First of all, I would appreciate it if you don't call Hindutva Susanna she, because I can promise you this is a man. <laughs> and, I, and it becomes a little bit uncomfortable for me. It seems like too much of a conflation of myself. <laughs> like, I don't like this at all. But um, second of all, Murthard Skeptic is saying, that's just one individual, and that individual is me. <laughs> Talk about a um, self-report. <laughs> oh my god. All right. All right. We should go move on to the next news. And I see the next news is also hand do it for related. Uh, again, should I clap for the next news? Um, we can clap because I mean we obviously really don't like it, but it's not nearly as bad as the last news. Nobody died, nobody was molested, nobody was tortured. Yeah. Nobody died. Next news. <laughs> All right. All right. Our freaking show, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's good Next news. news. Nobody... Okay. Atheist meetup postponed due to objections from Hindu nationalists. So obviously, this is in our best interest to cover. Uh, 
Recently, an atheist meetup scheduled to take place on April 10th in Maharashtra had been had to be postponed because of opposition from Hindutva groups. The conference was called the 7th uh, Nashtik uh, Melava 2022, or 7th Atheist Conference 2022, and was organized by the Shahid Bhagat Singh uh, Vicharmanch. Uh, Nitin Hande, one of the event organizers, was informed by the police that, quote, organizing such an event on the day of Ram Navami Festival, which is the festival that celebrates the birthday of Hindu god Lord Rama, may cause, quote unquote, law and order problems. Hande said that the police claimed that various unnamed organizations believed that, quote, the atheist conference is purposefully planned on Ram Navami for hurting the religious sentiments of the believers. Hande and his team, through a letter, requested the police to assist with the conference, explaining that it was a non-political program that does not aim to hurt anyone, anybody. However, the police claimed they had not received any complaint from the Hindu festival organizers. They still asked the Atheist Conference organizers to move the event to April 24th. Moreover, the police also demanded a list of the topics and scripts of the speeches to be given at the conference, although this was never required for the six previous meetings. Um, okay, the first thing I have to comment on, I'm sorry, okay? Ram Navami. Every time you say Ram Navami, I tell you, like, I, I have, I, <laughs> I'm like, who's calling? <laughs> it sounds so much like Armin Navabi. Ram Navami. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> right, <you go. laughs> right doesn't it yeah wrong okay mm-hmm. cool other than that um wait what was their issue exactly i did i was so distracted with you keep saying Rom navami uh that i didn't <laughs> I can't stand you okay so there's you know kind of some conflicting messaging going on in this story and it's very unclear, you know, the police are kind of giving mixed messaging. So they're, they're saying like, okay, so the, the organizers of this atheist conference have been explicitly asked by the police to postpone their conference because the day that was chosen for it happens to be the day for celebration of the birthday of Lord Rama. And so they were saying that, you know, well, there's there's mixed messaging, like I was saying. So some in some reports, um, uh, here's what, okay, so I'll, I'll read a quote. Nitin Hande, one of the organizers of the event, said he was informed by the police that some Hindutva outfits had objected to the event, PTI reported. The police, however, did not name any outfit or person, he added. Quote, they, the, the police, said some organizations have claimed that the atheist conference is planned on Ram Navami for hurting the sentiments of the believers, Hande said, according to the Indian Express. Quote, police expressed fear of a law and order situation, meaning that that's, that's Indian jargon for an outbreak of violence. <laughs> um... The organizers told the police that the event was an indoor program and did not intend to hurt anyone. Quote, it is meant for those who believe in the scientific approach, humanity, modernity, atheism, and the principles of our constitution, Hande said. And then they were asked to postpone it. Um, Then they said the police sent us a letter asking us to postpone the event, but did not mention the Ram Navami point. 
They mentioned in the letter that since organizers had not been given a clear outline of the script and the events that they were requesting for them to postpone. So all of a sudden, even though they had previously told the police in advance when this is going to happen, reportedly gotten the approval for it, like all of a sudden they, the police are like, um, you're going to have to postpone and also we need to see script. We need to know exactly what you're going to be talking about here. Eric is saying in this whole Navami thing sounds like pronounced Naomi, not Navami. But I don't like Naomi. I like the I like the one that's, that's closer to my last name. So we're gonna continue calling it Navami. Um, <laughs> but here, here's the interesting thing uh, comment by Katie. Katie is saying if having an atheist meet can disrupt law and order because it's on the same day as a Hindu festival, wonder what that says about the people on the side of the said festival. <laughs> Okay. And here is another co interesting comment. <laughs> Akash Singh is saying, well, why not postpone Ram Nauvi? Oh, you changed the pronunciation? Okay. But yes, you move your festival because of our Atheist Conference. We're not going to move the Atheist Conference. <laughs> <laughs> but no, hey, what? it's so weird because the police are giving mixed messages because then when approached by reporters they're like the police are like we have not received any complaint from an outfit for you know opposing the atheist conference but other people are saying oh after this conference was announced and they saw how much backlash you know they were getting for it online then the police were like um you're gonna have to move this uh yeah and, and okay, the police but, are but, trying to say oh it's not about religion or atheism or whatever it's because we don't have enough people to also man this big festival and this and this conference we just don't we, we're overbooked uh, um couldn't they say that this is part of the festival because hindus keep telling us atheists that hindu atheism it has a part like there's a section uh. of there's a part of Hinduism which accepts atheism. We, mm -hmm, we keep, mm -hmm. That's what we are told all the time. So we could say like this festival was, that's why the reason they picked the state. So why the hate? Right? You know, you, you, sir, you have a good point. I thought <laughs> atheism was course. always a part of Hinduism. What's, yes. what's with this contention? What's, yeah. you're, you're going back on it now? What's with that? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Anyways, um, oh yeah, Eric is making the same point. <laughs> um, Wait, yes, but okay. what do you think about, because so obviously this is very important to us and our community. Like, what mm -hmm. do you think about the implications for the Indian atheist community at large? That they that we need to support them one hundred percent because they are the only hope we have. We have like, hey, here's the thing, okay, in India. Um, unfortunately, the, all the other forces against this, you know, far right, um, ethno national, well, religious nationalism is, you know, some commies, some far left, you know, who, which we don't endorse either. <laughs> so I think the only hope for us is to just keep endorsing and keep promoting and keep, um, you know, Maybe try ways to reach out to atheists and secular groups in India because they are, they are the people who should be at the front line at fighting for all of this, right? So, mm -hmm. and, we, and I and I think at some point right now, like the tensions is between uh, the Hindus and Muslims, right? But I I think at some point, um, you know, atheism is going to enter the battle scene, right? 
And I think we need to I be... I think this is one of the first signs of it. This is the first signs of it. You know how, for example, in Christian countries, the battle was most for many years was between Islam and Christianity and atheism was not even shown under, like wasn't even detected on the radar. But then eventually now both Christians and Muslims are t uh, directing a lot of their resources and attacks on atheists instead, instead of on each other. So I just think like, I think atheism is going to also soon become more and more like it already has, but I think it's going to become more influential um, in India. Like, and I think like, you, you're going to notice both Muslims and Hindus in India starting to pay attention to it. And so we need to be ready. We need to be ready and we need to be available for assistance if need be for anyone at the front lines. For our for our mm -hmm. sisters, atheist brothers and sisters on the front line, we need to provide media coverage and support if we are able to. And actually, guys, please make sure that as as much as you can help us grow our resources. So, you know, so that we can, as Atheist Republic, we can be available for assistance when that day comes, when those days comes, right? So, again, if you want to support Atheist Republic, uh, link to all our, you know, so all the ways that you could support us is in the description. Um, but do not support us financially if you're struggling. Please make sure you just like the video. Uh, if you can't support us financially, that helps. That very helps a lot, okay? So just like the video if you can't support us. One thing that... Um, I think as actually a very important aspect of this news is I was very surprised that this got such mainstream coverage, like this happening to an atheist conference got mainstream coverage in the scroll in the Indian express. So that was one thing about this. that was very positive. I was really excited to see, you know, this actually getting major media attention. Um, Stormy is saying atheism is being driven underground in India. Unfortunately, I believe this is the case in many States. Um, like, we have to take our communities in India off of our publicly facing web pages because of threats against our members and our administrators and leaders. Um, reminder, if you would like to join our groups, you can reach out to me at Susanna at atheistrepublic.com and I can help set you up because um, we do have to like do extra screening, which is crazy. Like the level of screening we have to do for India is now comparable or like worse than Pakistan. Um, really? Yeah. And uh, like we have the consulates for Pakistan publicly on our page, Saudi Arabia, Afghanistan, like, but not yeah. India. Um, Amazing. And uh, oh, that reminds me. So I am. So uh, people might not be aware, but there's been an incident that I've become aware of where um, some Hindufa people infiltrated an Indian atheist telegram channel where they were making jokes and just talking about atheism, posting their own religious memes, you know, joking on Hinduism. And they've bas basically been doxxed and had FIRs and police reports filed against them. So they're being openly targeted for being atheist. Um, and, you know, they're blasphemy and all this stuff. Um, so I am aware of this issue. I haven't had anyone who was affected by this reach out to me directly. Um, but if they would like to reach out to me, I can see what we can do. You can email me at atheistrepublic at Gmail. Uh, no, not at Gmail. <laughs> Susanna at atheistrepublic.com. Uh, AGA put my email in this uh, chat right here. So yeah, please reach out to me. I did see someone talking about this in our live chat during our last Q&A, but like, that's just someone in the live chat. I need someone to actually start communication with me before I can actually maybe help out. So 
All right. So can we clap for the next news? Yeah. Okay. Next news. Next news. Taliban bans the farming of opium poppies. On April 3rd, uh, Haibutullah Akhundaza, the Taliban supreme leader, announced a ban on the cultivation of opium poppies. He also stated, quote, if anyone breaks the decree, we will destroy the farm immediately and treat the lawbreaker according to Sharia law. The announcement also prohibits the trade of alcohol, hashish, and heroin. This banning was announced amidst a crippling economic conditions brought on by Western sanctions. According to the United Nations Office of Drug and Crime, Af Afghan opiates supply 8 out of 10 opiate users worldwide. Many farmers in Afghanistan were forced to swap legal crops for opium plants after years of war, drought, and financial sanctions. According to Al Jazeera, the ban on the cultivation of opium poppy and outlined the selling of heroin is a bid for international recognition. Following the announcement, Abdul Salam Hanafi, the acting deputy prime minister, requested international support in helping Afghan farmers reliant on opium production diversify their crops. Um, this is kind of based. I don't know what you think. Like Taliban, are we are we agreeing with agreeing with Taliban right now? I don't know. I think this is a... okay. So I don't think um, it's that simple. Yeah. Like, so in in a vacuum where this just happened in isolation, I'd be like, oh, cool, great. I also would like there to be less opiate supply around the world. However, um, people in our live chat are having the same reaction I had. AJ is saying, are they stupid? And Baraj is saying, does Afghan Afghanistan want more poverty? So to okay. me, that's what's shocking and surprising about this is if people know pretty much anything about Afghanistan and particularly how the Taliban finances its operations, you know what? that this whole trade is highly it, it's very important to their economy this is this no. is this is it yeah Wait. they make okay. over this is like over a billion dollars this is like 1.6 to 1.8 billion dollars okay. per year yes that is true that is true okay but that's what you know about afghanistan but if anybody also knows anything about the taliban is that they banned this whole thing all before when they were in power as well okay yes they so, did they did so this is like, I don't know why people are surprised. When Taliban was in power before, they banned it. And now they're back in power and they're banning it again. So, I mean, the, the Taliban doesn't mess around. They're like, okay, so they when they think this is wrong, they're like, you know, they, the priority for them is to ban whatever is wrong, regardless of the consequences, okay? But, okay, so maybe their reasoning for... So their reasoning, because I'm a consequentialist, right? I don't think something should be banned regardless of the consequences. Okay, so maybe I don't agree with the Taliban because I care about the consequences more than just, um, you know, being banning something based on its principle. But I do think the consequences of opium is higher then the negative consequences is higher than the money that it brings in. So I think this is a net positive. I do understand that this is going to make Afghanistan more poor. 
and people are going to suffer because of it. Afghanistan needs money, like it really needs money right now. Okay. And banning opium is going to is like make is going to make situations in Afghanistan a lot more desperate. Okay. And that is the negative side of it. But on average, the negative impact to the entire planet um, of opium, the, ne- the benefit is way less than the positive. You know what I mean? Yeah, the positive is more money to Afghanistan. The negative is more poverty, you know, and lives ruined. I think more lives will be ruined from opium being allowed than the, you know, than the lives that in Afghanistan is going to be ruined because of the money not going in on average. That on average, this is a good, this is a net positive. Yeah, I will. For the, I mean, so this will maybe put a dent in it and it won't happen overnight, right? But for the people who continue to work in this trade, it'll just get more dangerous and it'll get increasingly more dangerous for the users globally because there will be a continued demand, but it will, there will be more scarcity. So people will start going to other means as well. They'll start maybe going to fentanyl or something, especially in, in North America, which is a huge problem. Um, yeah, but I but think we, less of less of this being available means less people will have access to whatever harmful drugs there is. You know, they'll go and to I, other things which are more available, like fentanyl, which is worse. Yeah, but at the, at but it's, this is a demand supply thing. Yes, more people will go to the next thing. Okay, but the because of less supply, prices of everything will increase and less people will be able to get access to. Yes, I'm not saying there will not by be an alternative. I'm just saying this I'm is I'm not trying to sound to... like I'm pro opium trade, by the way. I'm I not pro illegal drug I'm, trade. I'm just trying to I'm just saying, like elucidate some of the issues surrounding this. I'm just saying, even, even with the examples that you give, that some people will find other things, the net effect on average is when you mm-hmm. reduce supply, less people will be able to, less lives will be ruined on average. Okay. This is just how the market works. You supply it less, there will be less. Yeah, of course. Of course. Level. Okay. Okay. So. What, I, what I find really interesting is you know, the deputy prime minister calling for the international community to try to help Afghan farmers find a way to diversify their crops. Like U.S. and NATO forces have been trying to do that for decades. They tried to do that for decades. It didn't work. It hasn't worked very well. When the Taliban did it. Okay, yeah, but when the Taliban did it, it worked. (laughs) So, so, yeah, for some reason, the Taliban when the Taliban bans something, it it gets banned. (laughs) Okay, I wonder why. (laughs) When NATO tries to stop it, they can't do it because they don't go through the extreme measures that the Taliban goes through. uh, Ha! Freaking pansies. So yes, you're right. NATO failed, but the t- when you know 20 years ago, when the Taliban was like no opium trade, they were like, "Yep, yeah, it stopped." And like you could see, actually, you could see the graph. Like you can see the supply just like plummeted. Okay, so they they know how to do it. The Taliban they're good at banning stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It will be really interesting to see how this plays out because <laughs> when I mean, like you said, it's it. <laughs> Katie's saying, I mean, they have ban in their name. It got Taliband. Yeah, Eric was saying the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it, it is nothing if not consistent. Um, <laughs> it'll be interesting uh, yeah. to see how this plays out as well as how they try to diversify their crops because when U.S. NATO forces tried to do this, I mean, it just, dr- dr- like, just dramatically failed, partially just because of 
so much um, corruption and they would just kind of reuse supplies and different sell things around so that they could just continue their poppy farming at an even greater scale. Hmm. Um, Hopefully they start growing wheat and grains because the world needs more wheat and grain producers after everything going on in Ukraine and Russia. Yeah, that's going to be one hundredth of the, you know, price. It's better than nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I think also really, really, really needs to be less reliant on food imports. Like, I think 40, 43% of their GDP was from foreign aid. Like, that's wild. Wait, do you say him getting high on a law? It's a law. <laughs> wait, there was another thing D was saying about the Quran and getting high. Oh, by the way, uh, YouTube, we're not encouraging this any drug use, of course. We're just no, talk, covering the news. We're covering the news. Okay. This is not an endorsement of using any uh, illegal substances. Okay. Follow, guys, follow the law. Um, what is D saying? saying according to the Quran, the fruits like grape, date, fig, olive, and pomegranate are gifts and heavily fruit fruits of God. No opium. Okay. So get mm. get high off of those. But, <laughs> yeah, but but technically there is nothing that says opium is haram in the Quran as well. So I don't know where they get that from. I think they do it by the spirit of the law. You know what I mean? Maybe they say like, why would Islam banned like wine, right? So, for example, Islam doesn't ever say that alcohol is haram. It says wine is illegal, right? So, uh, so people said like, why would wine be illegal? It must be because you get drunk. Therefore, it should apply to all alcoholic drinks, not just wine. Mm. So, I think like if you maybe maybe the reasoning is that if you extend that, then you should basically ban anything substance that alters your mind. Uh, including opium. Maybe. And they've they, tried to do the same for tobacco because of also hadiths about, you know, nope. doing things that are harmful to your body. And mm-hmm. they tried this in Morocco like a couple centuries ago, and it literally almost led to them overthrowing the king. <laughs> like, okay. you're oh. going to give us a freaking nicotine, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Can we clap for the next news? Um. Yes. Next news. Next news, British teacher suspended for using mug with image of the Prophet Muhammad. An unnamed teacher from Colchester Royal Grammar School in Essex was suspended over a mug depicting an image of the Prophet Muhammad. The picture on the mug features an image from the weekly comic strip Jesus and Mo, which deals in humorous and poignant religious satire. The school, after being notified, promised to take robust action. The Atheist Republic news team spoke to the creator of the Jesus and Mo comic, who goes by the pseudonym Mo Jones. Mo Jones expressed his criticism of the action taken against the teacher, stating, quote, I do not think the suspension was fair or proportionate, given what is publicly known about the case. And we should not be encouraging or respecting religious taboos held by a few fanatics, he added. 
The Daily Mail also reported that the image was taken weeks prior and then circulated online, at which point uh, it picked up viral outrage. The school is reacting with a suspension because of the quote-unquote growing concern from students. Scarlett Mansfield, a former student who claimed that Colchester Royal Grammar School is plagued by sexist behavior, said, quote, everyone has known for ages that this teacher is completely like that. Whatever that's supposed to mean. <laughs> like what? What has this got to do with sexism? I don't know what's going on. Well, apparently this is a student who became known for writing this very infamous blog post calling out the school's like rampant sexism and RAPE culture or something. And so they asked her for, her for comment and she's like, oh yeah, he, you know, everyone knows he's just like, like that, I guess supposed to mean like insensitive or, yeah. um, well, I, I have the yeah. cartoon that he had in the mug. Should I show that? Yeah, I found it. Yeah, you found it. You sent it to me. Oh, you sent it on the Google Drive. So this is literally what he had on the mug? This is it? So, well, if you zoom in, it's it's not the Jesus and Mopar. It's what they're saying to each other. So can you zoom in so we can read what they're saying? It's the most mild thing in the world. It's literally Jesus saying, hey, and Prophet Muhammad saying, how you doing? What's, what, okay, what's the issue? I don't get it. Like, What's this is the, the thing. It's not even like I can understand, like, more outrage if it was Charlie Hebdo because the actual portrayal of those images, like, are purposefully exaggerated and stereotypical. And people find, like, beyond the depiction, the fact that Muhammad is being depicted, they find the way he's depicted to be, like, racist. Um, here it's literally just Jesus and Muhammad saying, Hi, and how are you doing? <laughs> But first of all, Charlie Hebdo is not racist. Okay, it has it no. I'm saying, but people and, in find oh. it that way. Okay, okay. Um, but seriously, like I'm like I'm trying to like I don't I am actually holding back right now. You're telling me this is the only thing the man had on the mug, and this, this reportedly, this is, reportedly, and this is what caused the outrage. Yes, he's just saying hey, and Jesus saying hey, and Muhammad saying how you do. Okay, for people who are listening to this on the podcast and not watching this on our video, okay, it's just literally just Jesus and Muhammad just standing there. Okay, there's not like there's nothing happening. There's not they're not doing anything insulting. They're just saying hi to each other. Okay, there's literally nothing else. I'm not I'm not like is okay. This is where we are at. At okay, this is if this. You should send them our cartoons. It, this is what people are getting offended by now, <laughs> and this is in the UK. What the hell yeah, is yeah, happening? Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. Okay, this is outrageous. Well, what do you? Okay, so when I was thinking about this, you know, my initial reaction is to be like, you know, this is outrageous because you know, I this is an, an issue that I'm very sensitive about. And obviously the way that this issue has been dealt with consistently in England um, for the past at l several years has been um, in a way that we find wholly unacceptable, including there was a situation that happened uh, last year with a teacher. Um, I think it was very similar with what happened to Samuel Paty, who was beheaded in Paris, where he was talking about depictions or trying to educate i can't remember exactly but basically there is an english there is a teacher in england who got in trouble for depiction of the prophet i can't remember exactly in what capacity and that teacher is still in hiding to this day 
Like that's how bad things are in England right now. So my initial reaction is to be outraged and take, but then I thought, you know, um, should teachers like have this in the classroom? Like apparently this has been like been very normal for him to have in the classroom. Like I would, when I was able to find the cartoon or what is reportedly the cartoon, it made, I, I was outraged again, but initially I was like, well, you know, maybe this, maybe they're more consistent about it. Maybe if it was an offensive portrayal, quote unquote, offensive portrayal of Jesus, they would take a similar action. Except then I realized that the cartoon literally features Jesus. So it is literally about just depicting the prophet in the school setting. What do you think about that? I think it's absolutely ridiculous, disgusting, and absurd that Europe, after teachers being beheaded for cartoons, that the entirety of Europe is not standing unanimously strong behind its teachers and in defense of free free speech and free expression. The fact that instead of that being the reaction, they have turned on the teachers instead, turned against them, and like this should this should have become something of an outcry for pe- for everybody to be like we are on the side of teachers and we defend their free speech this should have been a battle cry in the entirety of europe and we're getting news like this instead this is ridiculous this is shameful like these people should be embarrassed and this is the united effing kingdom this is where we got this and France is where we got the ideas of freedom of speech and freedom of expression. What is happening? What is happening? This is like, is this like upside down world? Like if this is what's happening in UK, like th- these are countries that are supposed to be the role model for other countries to look up to, to be defending freedom of expression. And then, and this is what we get. I don't understand. What if there are people who are like, oh, this isn't about freedom of expression. It's about creating an, a classroom environment in which students feel safe and respected. Um, you mean pussies? Like creating <laughs> a, a generations of snowflakes? Is that what you want to make? <laughs> Okay, I mean, if that's what you want. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> sure. I don't know. I feel like I can I kind of understand an argument that where it's like, you know, this is about just making sure that children feel like they're not being singled out um, for their background. Um, I don't know. I, I, I can If you are offended by something like that, you, you know, just keep, you know, send your, do homeschooling or something. The entire school shouldn't be like tiptoeing around your kids. Or you're not the kids, actually. It's a fact. First I don't of think all, that's a good idea, is, though, because the homeschooling in the UK has led to a lot of radicalization problems. True, true, true. Well, just toughen, just like you just have to take it, okay? Your kids have to take it, okay? Just tell them. 
I don't think that's a compelling argument for her parents. That's not going to. Well, what are you going to do? School is mandatory and homeschooling, making homeschooling illegal like France and school is uh, mandatory. So, yeah, this is how this is how it is. Okay. If there was some consistency in the policy, I wouldn't find this as egregious. I don't think the school should be just like. But it it, it is like, clearly just th- pandering to Islamic I don't, like fundamentalism. I, okay, as somebody as an atheist, okay, who went to school, constantly being exposed to Islam for all my goddamn life in an Islamic country, okay, I don't. I'm gonna tell you that this is nothing, okay, right. I, as an atheist, in, as a as a teenager in school, while I was an atheist, had to read the Quran, had to listen to the mm-hmm. goddamn Amazon, had to re- listen to the Islamic recitation every morning. I had to do Quran exams. I had to learn Arabic. I had to do all of that. Okay, and I was annoyed. Okay, I was annoyed, but I wasn't like I wasn't psychologically destroyed. Okay, I ended up surviving. I came out of that alive. Okay. So I think, like, given that me as an atheist and as an ex-Muslim, as somebody who hates religion, had to go through 12 years of that, right, and came out of it alive, I don't think your kid is going to, you know, I think your kid will be able to handle a cartoon of Muhammad and Jesus saying hi to each other, okay? What's funny is that, so, like, I, you guys can read more about um uh, what the Atheist Republic news team actually, you know, um, the conversation we had with the creator of this comic on our website. If you, the link is in the description if you want to read the full article. And um, basically he was saying, you know, it's kind of funny to him that they have such a problem with the portrayal of Muhammad because in his weekly comics, like Jesus is more often portrayed as like the like mean, eat, like more um, dislikable, like slave owning guy, and Muhammad is kind of like more, like portrayed as like nicer and sweeter. And so we just thought it was funny that they they like had such outrage over this. Um, and uh, wait, I just thought this was funny. Um, well, Stormy is saying the teacher should sue and seek damages. There's nothing in this cartoon. We'll it, we'll see how much further action will be taken against him. It, uh, seems to not be like reached its completion. And Lily Frau on Facebook is uh, saying the Shahada in our live chat. Just, and in uh, response just to saying freedom no, no, of res- no, go bring it back just for reference. Susanna is at the level of being able to recognize the Shahada, even if it's written in, the Ara- in Arabic. So that's where Susanna is at. That's <laughs> okay. okay, good. Um, uh that's right and then in response to you talking about freedom of expression lily said freedom of respect too dear we have to respect all religions islam is a peaceful religion and we respect all religions this is a troll stop highlighting her this is not a real thing they're trying to trigger you this is a troll account it's not working i just find it hilarious yeah. Oh, this is in response to what you were saying about your education. Good comment, Katie. Katie is saying, as an ex-Hindu atheist, I was forced to give donations to Hindu pujas, which are like little festivals or shrines, in my college and hostel. Also tried to force me to take part in organizing the pujas, but I was firm on that. Okay. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> and also, what is freedom of respect? Yeah. <laughs> freedom of respect? I don't know. Somebody, I think... They're just making stuff up. <laughs> and then I like, right. he's like, Katie, did they at least serve tasty food? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, it's India. All you know, they always taste feed tasty food, right? Indian food is wait. Is Indian food only this good outside of India, or is it consistently as good inside India as well? I don't know. I've never been to India, and our lawyers say、oh. we can't go, so I won't find out. <laughs> oh, God, damn, damn. <laughs> Uh okay okay oh my god Rasim is like swearing at Muhammad in Arabic, I'm not <laughs> yeah it's Arabic it's a mix of Arabic and Persian it's very nasty <laughs> that's how you know it's serious I gotta cuss、yes. you out in two languages <laughs> yeah oh PK is saying it is the best so if we're getting reports from India that the food in India is is really good. Okay. Oh, and oxymoron is saying he, that、uh, he was made to stand at assemblies too. Yeah. I was actually one time made to、um, made to go pray with a with a giant stick. Like that was insane. Like somebody、What、with a giant with stick, stick was. They was standing behind us because when you're standing like, as a Shia is when you're standing in prayer, you are supposed your hands supposed to be down, right? But we as kids are so impatient, like we hold our hands together behind our back because we can't just stand still. And this man with a giant stick would come every time we put our hands together behind us. He would just hit our hands with that giant、God. stick so that we put that in the middle of the prayer. I don't think that is Islamically allowed. I don't think you can hit somebody with a stick while in there. They're in the middle of a prayer. I think that was not very Islamic. Not yeah,、sure. how are you supposed to be deepening your connection to Allah when you're like, think- stop hitting me? <laughs> I think his understanding is that if we're holding our hand. We're technically not paying attention to our prayers like that. Like if we're just like holy moly, too yeah, much. That's、sure. too much. Yeah, and that was elementary school. I think like I I don't even know why I didn't report that to my parents because I think they would have been like, "Why are you hitting my kid with a stick?" Yeah, I didn't. I don't know why so many things we didn't tell our parents.、About. Anyways, uh, <laughs> well, because you're okay, a child and you're like, I guess this is what people do. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. So many things I realized that they did to us that if I told my parents, they would have been outraged, and we just never bothered to tell our parents. Um, <clears throat> it's oh, hey, so、awesome. easy to indoctrinate and abuse kids. It's freaking. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. True. Okay. Can we clap for the next news? Yes. Next news. Back to India. Next news: Indian state to use blockchain technology to issue caste certificates. This is very interesting.、Uh, Gadchiroli, a、uh, a little village in the state of Maharashtra, one of India's most industrialized states, plans to use the Polygon blockchain to issue caste certificates to 1.1 million、uh, Ethapali and Bang. Uh, Bhangragad village village residents. Indian Times called it the quote next big thing in the crypto world, a decentralized blockchain digital provi- platform provider, Legit Doc, will be used to implement this project.、Uh, Neil Martis, the co-founder of Legit Doc, said seventy percent of people in the Gadgachi shoot these names are hard. Gadchiroli district are tribal, which means most of them require a caste certificate. Adding that the blockchain-based caste certificates will allow the government to distribute assistance efficiently. 
CAS certificates are often required to receive access to different government-funded programs intended to benefit and support various disadvantaged communities. Shubham Gupta, the assistant collector of Gadchiroli, stated these digital certificates would ease the government's administrative burden. Martiz explained that uh, the Polygon blockchain has the infrastructure required for connecting, quote, a document issuer, a document holder, and document verifiers. These three elements are necessary for the verification of digital CASP certificates. Okay, I'm not sure if this is a good thing or a horrible thing. First of so, all, I like that. I kind of like. Oh, go on, you go ahead. I I had the initial reaction because um, people are like obviously very sensitive about cast and um, you know documentation of it and having to prove it and all this stuff. Um, I think so. I had a knee jerk reaction where I was against it, but then I when I realized the intention of it, it's so it's well established that you know there's. Um, various different quote-unquote reservation systems in India. And these are a lot of different government programs and subsidies that people can get if they are um, members of a uh, lower caste, certain lower castes, if you're from a tribal community. And it's basically um, supposed to be an effort to redress like really deeply entrenched social um, inequalities. Uh, so to help avail them of more means to provide for themselves and to lift themselves from those conditions. Um, but to be able to get those, uh, be eligible for those programs, you actually have to be able to prove that you're from these communities. Um, so this is the whole spirit of it. And the, the idea is that right now being able to verify these things is incredibly administratively intensive because things are usually done hard copy and it just requires so much work and it's not very efficient and people aren't actually able to um because of this administrative burden maybe have as much access to these programs as they should um so this aims to alleviate some of that burden and make the whole process better for the people who are supposed to benefit from it yeah, so I think for non-Indians, this title, just reading the title and not reading the news makes makes the news sound horrible, right? Uh, because you think like the caste system is being endorsed by the by the Polygon blockchain, right? That was my like, initial reaction too. <laughs> like, yeah, but the problem is that every just the title by itself really makes it sound like that, right? You're like, what the hell? I mean, especially I love the Polygon blockchain, okay? Uh, among all blockchains, that's, I think, my number one favorite blockchain. And the fact that the Polygon blockchain is based in India, based on Indian entrepreneurship, makes exactly. me love it even more. I you know, that's why we had the Kali NFTs. We minted those on the Polygon blockchain for that same reason, right? And I was, like, just reading the title, like, why Polygon? Why are you doing this? Why are you endorsing the cast and stuff? But then when you read the news, you realize, oh, never mind. Basically, this is a... You need this. Okay, so we don't endorse the caste system, but the caste system has been used to discriminate against lower caste and outcasts, right? And this is a system that is trying to undo a harm by identifying the people who are who have been harmed, right? And this makes the process a lot easier by using the blockchain technology to to give them certificates, right? So. It's it's good because because it's on the blockchain is immutable, it's transparent, nobody could screw with it. It makes like you know, it makes it 
nobody can you know nobody can take that identity away from you once it's on the once it's on the blockchain so that's fantastic right this is like we're seeing use cases for the blockchain but again i wish they worked there was an easier way because most people read the title and then they don't read the news and i i can tell you like the way this was discussed in even the crypto world um that usually tries to show everything is a positive um every, you know spin everything as more of a positive as a negative they spin this as a negative. They were like, oh my God. Really? Because you pay yeah. really close to that kind of media realm. Tell us more about how that was reflected there. No, like even, even YouTube channels uh, that cover blockchain news with a positive spin, even sometimes negative stuff, they kind of twist it to make it seem like it's more positive. They just looked at this and just they, they were like, oh my God, this is like problematic. This is like not good. Right? Because why is like, why are why are they getting involved in endorsing? In the caste system, right? So, yeah, I guess they just read the title and they didn't read the rest of it, right? But anyways, it, like, it India, definitely requires yeah. some knowledge of the um, systems of, you know, like economic and social, so socioeconomic redress that India has established to kind of understand what is the purpose of this. Because, yeah, it does it just, I'm like, oh my God, I thought casteism is, you know, banned or, you know, it's, the casteism is supposed to be abolished. Like, what is this? Are you bringing it back? It's, and this is what's kind of a more complicated discussion of the whole reservation system at large. Like Katie is saying, there are upper caste Hindus who blame the existence of the caste system on Hinduism or on reservations, excuse me. So mm -hmm. it's kind of this contention of, oh, does, does upholding this reservation system, does, does having this reservation system to help, um, help uplift lower caste and tribal people actually maintain their, their difference? But, you know, that does it actually uphold this system? Is it upholding these differences in designations and stratification? Um, but that, that, you know, that's a much larger conversation about the entire system at large. We have a similar discussion in your country, Susanna, regarding people who are race abolitionists, but they also claim racism. Want reparations. Right? Want reparations and talk about racism. And people... Um, outside of the discussion, they were like, wait a minute, how come you all say race is just a social construct, but yet people accuse people of racism and you also want to use race as a way to uh, right some wrongs, right? Well, it's, they, not even that, it's not even that they just talk what? about racism. It's that oftentimes people who have this lens, not even have this lens, like have that um, position or desire or passion, um, the, the stereotype is that they see everything through the lens of race. Okay, I'm, well, yeah, that's like the crazy radicals, but uh, but the more sensible ones would say, right? Well, like not not people that take things to extreme, but some of the more sensible ones will say, like, okay, yes, this is a social construct, but because the social construct and we want it to be removed, but because it exists, we need to use it as a way to identify who has been wronged. You know what I mean? So that's what they would say, right? So, for example, if you look at Israel, for example, um, the way that Israel wanted to define who's a Jew and who's not a Jew to give them Israeli citizenship was based on how the, then I don't know how to say, the, the Yahtzees, I'm not going to say their actual name because YouTube is sensitive about that, okay? They based it on how the Yahtzees defined who's a Jew. Right. So basically the argument was, well, if you're if you're Jew enough to be for them to be discriminated against, you're Jew enough for you to deserve 
the protection of an Israeli citizenship, of, of being in a country, right? So, yeah, you don't like the definitions that they came up with, you don't, but you use their definition because that's how you find out who has been wronged. That's what that's the philosophy behind it, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, Katie is saying, uh, while I agree the reservation system has its cons and needs some change, lower caste people have been refused jobs and promotions just because they're caste in both India and abroad. So, there, yeah. There are a lot of criticisms of the system, but many people still acknowledge that there are issues that need to be addressed in some way. Um, and Forever Stormy is saying that area is so poor they can barely afford a modern smartphone. To force a blockchain-issued certificate on them is crazy. Plus, a lot of these companies are usually close to the politicians, so it's really about shoveling uh, tax cash to their cronies. Now, I don't know how much is true about that second part, the, the articles that I've read about this did clarify that there will still be hard copy versions of these certificates for these people. Like they're not going to stop using paper altogether. It's just for the, the, for the verification part to, that is such an administrative burden. This system will basically it inherently provides this, this three pronged infrastructure that they need. Right. And so it's just about, making it more efficient and bringing it to scale. So I don't think the uh, Stormy, I don't think the people themselves need to have the, the phone. Um, the whole idea is that this is stored somewhere and because it's stored and because this data is not very, um, you know, these are not big files. They're not like big pictures, right? So it's easy to store data like this on a blockchain with a very low cost, right? And the idea is like is the, the management of the information is being done on a blockchain. Not that if you don't have a phone now, you don't have access to it, right? I mean, the, the idea is that because it's on a blockchain, it's nobody could like screw with it and it's transparent and it's a, a, available to everybody to access if they need to. So, and because of the transparency of it, it removes corruption. And because of the immutability of it, it makes it hard to, um you know it makes it makes it makes it more secure for the people to know that once this once they have this certificate nobody can take it away from them like if any and if anybody wants to mess with it it's transparently available for everybody to see what's happening right anybody anywhere could basically be able to see exactly it removes corruption it makes like behind the scene messing with things very very difficult right um and because it's a and also because the blockchain is trustless the level of bureaucracy will come down, like the level of management will be reduced, and it might actually save taxpayer rather than incre increasing tax, um, in rather than in increasing expenses, it might actually reduce it. Yeah. Oh, Stormy's saying thanks for the clarification. Yeah, and the the articles that I've seen provided examples of what this would look like in practice, and basically the people, when they're given a hard copy of paper of their certificate, includes a QR code, and the QR code then gives you all the blockchain information. I thought this was very interesting. Yeah, I don't know if it... And also, it might actually not uh, spend, uh, cost the government anything, because a lot of these blockchains are very eager to show the use cases of the blockchain, so they might like provide a lot of support to the government just because of the advertising of their blockchain, just so that people could see like, oh my God, this is so amazing. I don't know actually if that's true or not, but I, I wouldn't be surprised 
if you know there's a lot of support you know support behind it um okay wow what the hell is this next news this looks weird what am i no it gets at? weird it is weird <laughs> okay can i uh clap for this i don't <laughs> this is like doesn't look clappable not i don't know let's not okay let's like clap <laughs> all right um what the hell is this what okay next <laughs> next news next news indian journalist forced to strip for criticizing hindu nationalist leader on april 2nd the local police in madhya pradesh uh Wait, so um, eight men, including a journalist and a prominent theater artist, were arrested, beaten, stripped, and photographed. According to NDTV, the incident happened when uh, Kanishka Tiwari, a local journalist and YouTuber, tried to give coverage of the protest against the arrest of a local theater artist, Nehraj Kunder. Tiwari was arrested along with his cameraman and was interrogated by the police. The reason for their arrest was their negative coverage of the local BJP member of the Legislative Assembly, uh, Kedarnath Shukla. Kundar was accused by the politician of creating a fake Facebook account and posting, quote-unquote, abusive posts against him and his son. Majjol Soni, station house office for the uh, Kotawali police, explained, we keep them in jail this way, meaning stripped, so that they cannot... Um, I can't say this word on YouTube. Uh, so self-delete so, so that they cannot commit self-deletion using their clothes. However, Mukesh uh, Srivastava, the police superintendent of Madhya Pradesh, said the incident is being investigated and that, quote, such action is not acceptable. Yeah, yeah I don't think these journalists... okay, everyone was angry with this incident. Yeah, it doesn't seem like these journalists was in danger of self self deletion. I don't think they were. And even if they were, even if they were, and even if this was standard practice, even if we grant that, how did this come to be photographed and circulated online? Oh my god, yeah, you're right. I think the intentions are clear. Like you read yeah. what the comment that I highlighted. Uh, Captain Nadar is saying, ah, oh, yes, the standard arresting procedure, strip them just to embarrass any of the accused. Exactly. Yes. So I think they, it might be that they do this to embarrass them, uh, but then they say it's because of their protection. Yeah, obviously. This is about humiliation and it's like, um, like a, a blatant um violation of their human rights, not only just as what? journalists and what this means for the freedom of free press, but also just prisoner rights. Yeah. So <laughs> Ghost Bunny like, saying, oh no, they said mean things about me. My feelings are hurt. No, not my feelings. My wheel <laughs> what is that? It's my like, feelings. My feelings <laughs> were hurt like that. Um okay, that's insane. What <sighs> India, like, is this normal? Katie was saying this is normal. I thought this is like an address, like, is small, what individual, like, is this like common in India to do this? 
Um, oh, yes. Okay, Look at this. So Read this. Eric, Eric is saying, Eric is answering. Uh, saying the in, Eric is saying the Indian police do this on a regular basis. This is their standard operating procedure. Don't be surprised. So I think people are surprised to see it um, so in their face and put on the internet and viral in this way. But I mean, like the Indian police are infamous for being a, severely abusive. Severely, severely I, abusive. I think. I think the reason why this gets more attention is the combination of um, the fact how ridiculous this uh, method is, plus how what the crime is supposed to be. They you know, the crime is that they just said they covered a nationalist leader in a, not a good way. So it's just like multiple layers of outrageous and ridiculousness together made this uh, such a big deal. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was, it was just so brazen and blatant. Like this caused huge outrage. Um, I mean, the the Indian police are well known for, um, yeah, sexually humiliating anyone, freaking anyone, um, and this is one of their methods to do so, and also just like murdering people in custody. Okay, well, that was crazy. Um, all right, <laughs> that's the that's the end of your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, do you have anything else? It's obviously like insane. I don't know what else to add to that. Do you have anything to add to that? Um, I think yeah. So the, the journalist, Mr. Tuari, this is a quote, claimed. Um, uh, wait, no, no, it was another person who was there who said they threatened to parade us naked in the city if we run the story. The police made the post viral. This is a violation of our human rights. So this person who was involved in this is saying not only did they did they do this to us to humiliate us, they were threatening us with actually taking us into the street and doing this publicly, like a like a shame parade. Specifically, if it, as a threat, if they go and publish the story, so blatant state interference in the free press. Yeah. Secular democracy might. Okay, I can't swear right now. You know what I was going to say. Um, all right. Can we move on and clap for the... Oh, let's read this comment by PK and then... PK is saying, Indian police learned well from the British Raj. Their entire role is to put down the public. Hmm. All right. Let's clap for the... Oh, and Oxymoron is responding to that. Let's read that as well. Oxymoron is responding and saying, PK, not really. Just because something makes the news doesn't make it worse. U.S. cops kill like 9,000 people. It just doesn't get pressed because U.S. has high face-saving culture. What? I think I think U.S. police has doesn't have a very good reputation. I don't know what you're talking about. I think a lot of people are... Um, U.S. police gets very much criticized for being trigger happy all the time, all over the media. I don't know what world you live in, but that's the world yeah. we live in right now. I don't. Uh, I and I also don't interpret also, the U.S. As having a high face saving culture. I mean, I can see it in some respects, but in general, like we are the. Wait, did Susanna get um, like, muted from? Wait, you got cut. You got cut, Susie. You're back now. Can you You're hear me? Yes, I can hear. Oh, okay. Basically, I was just saying I am skeptical to the amount the U.S. has face-saving culture. 
particularly mm-hmm. because we are some of the most self-critical openly publicly scathingly that i have like that i'm aware of yeah you're right actually safe yeah you're right wait what the hell you're right actually when we think From of our own like not even just the public basic- like our own politicians will go after and dog our own institutions Yes, and when it comes to uh, face saving, we usually think Asia. We don't think U.S. Like, and actually, we think Japan, right? We think like the Middle East. We think, you know, we don't think like we don't. Yeah, we don't think United States. It's actually, if anything, overly like we think like maybe some Western countries are overly critical. They're rather than yeah. And actually, Katie, the point like, of being self-flagellating. <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> They're like every no, yeah. United States is a country that has so many so many of its citizens think that everything that goes wrong in the world is because of them. Like oh, like oh, somebody, some country has a problem. It must be because of we did it. it. Must be United States. We must have it was it was our fault again. Like that's how bad it is. But anyways, Katie is Katie is saying thing. U.S. cops are the most covered cops in the media. What the F- WTH? Indian cops have on occasions. Uh, R-worded, accused people to death. I mean, let's be clear. There's severe abuse that happens in U.S. prisons and policing systems. Like, that same thing happens in the U.S. as well. I just think that there's more coverage and it's, like, not normalized. Like, I remember talking to Katie about how, like, police brutality is just, like, normalized in India. Like, it doesn't even make the news. Rarely. Um... I don't know. And I, I'm not saying that the U.S. doesn't have any face-saving culture. I think everyone, every culture does to some degree. I just think it's exhibited more in maybe our foreign policy. I'm trying to cover our ass. Okay. We're saying ass now on, on YouTube? Is that okay? Okay. Save it not. Yeah, 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 baby. <laughs> 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 All right, we do need to move. It's to okay the if thing. I say an ass with two Z's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we clap for the next news? Um, we're gonna clap not because this is good news, but because this is a very interesting, important thing to cover. And nobody died. Next news. Yeah. Next news: Indian boycott of Muslims, sculptors, mango sellers, and cab drivers targeted in India. Across the Indian state of uh, Karnataka, Muslim businesses have been facing increasing anti-Muslim sentiments caused by contentious political rhetoric. This is the same state which made international headlines over the controversy of banning the hijab in government-run schools and is seen by many as an experiment in the open marginalization of the Muslim population. In April, a right-wing Hindu group urged the public to boycott Muslim mango traders, claiming that the Muslims supposedly monopolize the mango trade in uh, uh, Karnataka. A call to ban Muslim sculptors from sculpting Hindu idols is also gaining traction. Uh, uh, This is a hard name. Thetonic? Thetonic. Srini Vasan of the Cheluvana Raya Swami Temple in Mel- Melukote said he would campaign across uh, Karnataka to ban Muslim sculptors. Quote, the idols of Hindu gods sculpted by Muslim artists can't be installed in the Hindu temples. It is against the traditions, he said. In Bangalore, 
uh, Karnataka's capital, calls to boycott Muslim cab drivers and tour operators are rising. A far-right Hindu group, uh, Baharathra Rakshana Vedike, or BRV, leads the campaign. According to Bahra Shetty, president of the BRV, dealing with Muslim businesses disrespects Hindu culture and traditions. Quote, they call us kafirs, and just as their religion is important to them, ours is to us, Shetty said. Saroj uh, Chadha of the Times of India speculates that the hijab row has opened a Pandora's box of increasing pressure against Muslims, including Muslim businesses. Um, with the sculpt, you know, the idol one, the Muslims making idol one, this is just Hindus helping Muslims also follow their religion. I mean, Muslims are not supposed to make Hindu idols. I don't know what the hell is happening there. So I think like maybe this is like, this is, I don't, okay. So I don't know in Islam, you're not allowed to make statues. You know that? Like you're not allowed to make any figurines of any kind. Let alone pagan really? idols. Is, is that just like the hardcore Salafis no. who believe that? Well, the hardcore Salafis are the more accurate ones. <laughs> so, <laughs> they are the they're, they're more ac- the most accurate Islam. Um, but okay, so maybe the hardcore Salafis will say, "Do not make an image of anything." Okay. But the idea of not making idols for Hindus—that is everybody. I mean, that is, like, not everybody, apparently, because some people are in India are making... <laughs> like, I want to meet the Muslims who are making idols. for. I, that's kind of base, actually. You know, like, you know what? <laughs> like, I'm doing... I can't... This is the most haram thing <laughs> you can do. Like, hey, like, this is business. Like, these people need their idols. I'm going to make their idols. Like, can you imagine... Like, I don't know if you can comprehend how big of a... How, how much of a haram this is. Like I kind of no, like it. This is like really. T- I think this is very taboo. It it is taboo, but I think people I like don't it. understand how much there is. I don't know if cohesion is the right word. Almost an interplay between Hinduism and Islam, or the communities of them in the subcontinent. Like I remember, I in the past year I've read multiple stories about. Um, Hindus who do the calligraphy, the Islamic calligraphy on, you know, Islamic temples in Bangladesh or Muslim sculptors who, um, you know, make Hindu idols or that they build their temples and, uh, or, um, a a Muslim, Muslim florist who provides the garlands every day for the statues of Ambedkar. You know, like the, I love it. This is them coming exactly. Like coming this is, together. Why are you ruining? This is, this is actually beautiful. what the reality of India is. There aren't yeah. really historically like strict barriers in this way. Like this, so they're coming to together. So this means- strict segregation is so antithetical to what the actual lives of people have been like for generations. It, it, it. Yeah. It, it, this is like so you're so, saying it seems anti it seems antithetical to what India really is is to me. Yeah, so you're saying, you know, Hindus and Muslims in India are so much the same people that even religion sometimes fails 
to spread them apart, to keep them away from each other, right? Yeah. So this is these are this Hinduism and Islam is just some made up nonsense that the people that are with from all accounts just the same people. They sometimes they realize that we're just the same people and they just want to work with each other and just want to live with each other and they want mm-hmm. to provide services to each other. And then these radicals come and say, like, just ruin it for everybody. Right. That's what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. I'm reading articles about how there are Hindus doing the paintings and like um, calligraphy on, you know, on Hindus doing this on mosques in Bangladesh, <laughs> you know, like this isn't as um, it, 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 it isn't everyone's experience that these are as diametrically opposed as people would like the, the, their fellow populace to believe. Right. I think wait, there's wait, something what? else really important. So, there, there's just so many, like what all these examples I was talking about, granted they are anecdotes, but it just goes to show that these, these communities are not as diametrically opposed as other right. people would like them to believe. But okay, but I also just like the idea of a Muslim making a Hindu idol. I don't know why I like about it. It's just so blasphemous. Like to me, that is the most yeah. blasphemous thing a Muslim can do, right? Like you're not like you're you're making an okay, so the entire the entire genesis of Islamic story, whether like in the Quran um, or in the uh, you know, or in Sunnah, you can see that it's either the story of Abraham being against the idols, right? Um, or Muhammad being against the idols, right? Like being anti the idols of Quraysh is the most fundamental part of Muhammad's ideology, right? Like there's nothing, like idol worship is the most taboo, most disgusting, most sinful thing anybody could do. And just being, doing, endorsing anything idol related, like there's nothing in Islam, like, okay, the most sinful thing in Islam is shirk, right? Having partners to God. And the most uh, obvious and the most the boldest symbol of shirk is an idol. So for a Muslim to make an idol for idol worshippers to worship is the most blasphemous thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> and that's why I love it. <laughs> and that's why I don't want anybody to stop this. Why are you doing this? this? is beautiful. Let them make you. They're making you idols. Let them make you idols. What's wrong with you? Okay. Anyways. They are also trying to help these Muslims. Okay. Really observe Tahweed correctly. Okay. The Surat yeah, Mustaqeen. We're helping you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're... Okay, well, uh, do you have some start comments? Do you want to highlight those? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Forever Stormy is saying, these are not fanatic Muslims. They just want to learn a living, earn a living. Earn. Most of them are really poor. Obviously, they're not fanatics if they're engaging in this kind of behavior, which is so heavily taboo in Islam. Yeah. Um, and Eric Olson gave a comment that I want to dive into in a second. Eric is saying, I heard reports of businesses planning to leave Karnataka for other states like Tamil Nadu. If that's true, I hope it happens very fast. Uh, Karnataka should play pay a heavy price. So we're gonna we're gonna get into this in a second because this has huge implications economically for all of India, not just this state. But it is true there are businesses because of the 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 
how the escalation, the violence, the temperature that has been raised in the state, it, there are many industries that are looking to move and leave because it is actually a threat to the stability of their ability to do business to be in this environment. So there are lots of, this is another reason why this is really harmful to all Indians, not just the Muslims. Because if businesses are pulling out, this is going to harm everyone in those states. Um, Katie is saying, uh, oh, wait, no, that was a fragment. I think that was part of something else. Um, and Katie, in response to what I was saying, kind of about this interplay of communities and cultures, Katie is saying, it's true, actually. Muslims make Hindu idols. Hindus eat biryani on Hindu festivals, at least in my state, where it's not taboo to eat meat during festivals. And saying, there's bigotry, but there's not this level of segregation without some very tribalistic people. Yes, I completely agree. And the open push for segregation is what is very shocking to me as someone who comes from a country that has obviously a very contentious history of segregation and how um, it's it's so taboo. It's like in my culture scene, it's like one of the worst things on the world, right? So to have it be so normalized to just like boycott and segregate another community, it's frankly like really incomprehensible for me. Um, and uh, Bengali Hindu is saying Southern states are not so are not so poor unlike Hindi states. God knows what will happen to them in the future. Yeah. Um, Eric is saying the Muslims being harassed are very poor and are, most are from lower castes. That's something we need to note. Yeah, it's it's very true. Uh, this is something that I think is not talked about enough is that the majority um, Muslims do come from low caste backgrounds, which is you know, theorized as part of what pushed these communities originally to adopt Islam is to try to escape casteism. Now, there's still casteism in Muslim communities in India, but, you know, this is some of the historical context. Um, I think one thing I really wanted to talk about was how um, this this is very important. So I'm going to read a quote from the Deacon Herald, which wrote a very good article about the economic boycott of Muslims recently. The Deacon Herald is um, based in Karnataka. So it's saying, um, unfortunately, there's scant data on the economic losses being suffered by those bearing the brunt of calls for economic boycotts by hardline Hindus. One key reason is that, quote, Muslims are largely concentrated in the informal sector, which is hardly reported in surveys. The high concentration in self-employment itself is an indication of the vulnerable condition of Muslims. The target of such boycott calls is is these self-employed workers as they depend on their customers for their livelihood. If such calls for a boycott succeed, these small businesses will be forced to sell their products only in Muslim localities. This will further intensify the existing religion-based occupational segregation. So this is an open effort to actually like ghettoize these communities because they won't and there's been so many instances where people are selling bangles, you know, like the bracelets, and they they get kicked out of selling anywhere except like Muslim neighborhoods and districts. Um, I also want to note that part of this larger story is a big controversy over selling halal meat. That was very complicated and confusing for me, so I, I don't want to get into it because the details didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, but I do want to note that that is something that's happening. Um, and, um, so, uh, wait, there was one thing I really want to read. Um, where was it? Basically, 
Okay, here it goes. So the article says, can a country that uses democracy as its calling card and aspires to be an inclusive global manufacturing hub continue with domestic politics of exclusion of a section of its people? Quote, India aspires to be an inclusive global manufacturing hub. There have been efforts to attract foreign companies in India. However, India's foreign direct investment uh, direct investment has gone down in 2021. Total FDI inflow in India declined from uh, to 74 billion in the calendar year of 2021, 50% lower than the previous year. The political environment in the country plays an important role in attracting foreign investment. Quote, no investor will be interested in investing in a situation where there is such a risk of disturbance, said Khalid Khan. Many uh, among the majority community are also beginning to realize the corrosive impact this is having on social harmony and the economy at large. Denial of the rights of Muslims to do business on equal footing with other communities is a denial of their equal citizenship. Bottom line, there are no winners in this game in the long run. If the Hindutva Brigade persists with the agenda of pitting Indians against Indians and the majority against minorities through economic boycotts, no one will emerge unscathed. I really like that article, and I really think that that put things into um, perspective. Also, Telangana extended an open invitation to an entrepreneur to come to Hyperabad as it has better infrastructure, both physical and social. Tamil Nadu has said it is ready to welcome companies that want to move out of Karnataka amid the growing tension. So to Armin's point, what you were saying earlier about power capitalism, this plays into it as well. All right. See, I told you, I told you this is going to be costly. Um, okay, but read the Qasim. Like, we want to see if Qasim is asking a com- comment regarding what, whether. Well, wait, you 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 removed oh. it. Oh, oh, sorry. Why did you remove the comment? Okay, here this one. Um, Qasim saying, do mo- Muslims protest people for eating in public during Ramadan? In India, he <laughs> means. Um, not that I'm yeah. aware of. Maybe it happens. I don't know. Okay, we can, people we can in keep India can your perspective. And I don't think no wait. I don't think that happens. I think that would be like that would be a major escalation. Muslims are not like as a minority that would like welcome a lot of attacks on them. So I don't think that happens in India. You correct correct us if I'm wrong about that. They already yeah, faced here. enough problems just for doing namaz in public. Um, yeah. Eric Olson is saying the KKR company, a VC firm, declined India back in 2020 before the great illness struck. It was already on a downward spiral. Did they explicitly say why? Like, as did the um, Forever Stormy is saying, I think we are overestimating how much fanatic Hindus care about the economy. Plus, any company shifting to another state will be targeted by the Modi government, which controls the federal government. Wait, we are saying that, like, the whole point is that they don't. That's why they're damaging the economy. Yeah. The, the, the we're whole saying point that they should. That they- no, I mean, like, the reason why they're so harmful to the economy because their ideology matters to them more than the economy. That's how. That's why it's harmful mm-hmm. to the economy. So I think we're doing the opposite. Um, yeah, we're trying to say, like, they're not considering the larger the economic impact. This is going to yes. happen. You know, yeah. who's, yeah. You know, people watching from the outside or even from other states are like, oh, yeesh, I'm not going to engage and invest over there. You know, that affects everyone. Okay, we should move on to the next one. What do you think? Okay. There's something. Can we clap? Oh, this is so funny. Okay, so yes, we can clap. 
Next news. Next news. Quote, unquote, fast from whiteness at Chicago church sparks massive backlash online. A Christian church in Oak Park, Illinois, has gained much attention lately after announcing their quote-unquote fast from whiteness for the Easter Lenten season. The First United Church in Oak Park put up a banner announcing this fast outside their church. The banner also stated that the church would quote, build our worship life around the voices of Black people, Indigenous people, and people of color. Turning Point USA, a conservative organization, posted a video criticizing the church's decision. TPUSA's reporter said, quote, in this case, they have decided to separate the white culture from those around it. We want to be creating unity instead of creating a lot of disunity by separating people based on the color of their skin. The video was quickly picked up by conservative news outlets, including the New York Post and Fox News. The church's senior pastor, Reverend John Edgerton, said, quote, they began receiving about five voice me voicemail messages a minute after being featured on Fox News, and their website crashed. The church's senior pastor, uh, Reverend John Edgerton, who created the program himself, said it is crucially important for predominantly white churches to take up this work. Quote, in the United States, our voice, meaning white people, is the majority voice, and our message is the one that is always likely to which that is always going to get a hearing, he said. What does it mean exactly to fast from whiteness? Okay. So this is what I, <laughs> this is one of those instances where it's like um, left-leaning people have like kind of a cool idea, but they have horrible branding that just tanks the whole thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like <laughs> defund the police, abolish the, abolish the police when it's like really like, we would like more money for social services, please. Like horrible marketing that turns everyone against the message. So <laughs> forever stormy is saying, this is so ridiculous. Okay. I can't even. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> It's actually like not even something that bad. It's like the idea that during their Easter programming, instead of having these images of biblical characters being like obviously white and Europeanized, they're like, oh, actually more ethnically accurate images of these biblical figures, or maybe, um, maybe not ethnically accurate, but you know, portrayed differently, portrayed Jesus portrayed as a black man, or they talk about how they have like poems or sermons written by Native American Christians, or um, they did a lot of work in their choir to do um, worship songs in Spanish. You know, just to these just are to great show... ideas. These are good ideas. Just horrible brand. You're right. Like these are genuinely good ideas, but they're just then <laughs> the branding is horrible. Wait, maybe yeah. the branding is horrible on purpose to bring attention to it. What do you think? The, the branding for their banner is literally says fast from whiteness and then a paint, a roller paint painting over the white part in black. Oh my God. That's literally the image they went with. You know, actually, I don't, I, I can't, you know, okay, so if this wasn't racist, which it is, I can't be, I couldn't be mad. Like, okay, so if this was just outrageous. And then you would be like, oh, my God, this is outrageous. And then you paid attention to it. Like, you 
and then it got a whole bunch of clicks and then you realize what they were doing you're like oh actually this is based what they're doing is pretty cool you know what i mean i like it you know more diversity blah 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 right that's fantastic right i'm being more historically accurate about the characters and stuff like that right so you would be i wouldn't i don't mind an outrageous you know click baby baby title just to bring attention to something that is actually good okay However, this is racist, <laughs> right? So I can't go. What do you find racist endo- about it? It's anti-white, right? <laughs> well, so how is I, it anti-white? I, You're just saying. I will. I, I would mean, endorse. I, I endorse. Like- I endorse being outrageous enough, but not outrageous to the point where you actually become racist. But what were you saying? Sorry, I didn't talk to you. Well, what what do you find racist about it? The name, the banner that's literally painting over the white color oh. and the white the same whiteness is in kind of like this font where it's like whiteness, like what, what I mean, do you not okay. like about it? Um, I don't like it, the thing about it that I wouldn't like if exactly if it was fast from blackness, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. This, you know, that would be for the exactly se- for exact same reasons. I wouldn't like it for the exact same reasons. So, I mean, it's, it's obviously racist. Like, does, does anybody disagree with me that this is racist? Yeah. Oh, so- Blank name is saying no. it's not racist. It's just cringe. <laughs> How is it not racist? You're talking about canceling. You're like fast from whiteness. Like, do I need to explain? You're actually referring. It's not a fast from white people. It's a fast from white culture, Armin. You're, from the hegemony you're, of white Christian worship. We're going you're you're to identifying a culture based on mm-hmm. people's ethnicity. Yeah. Okay, so how is it not racist? <laughs> like, uh, what, uh, am I? Am I? <laughs> how, I mean, so I want to read a little saying, bit more about this program. Wait, more people, I don't understand. More people in the live chat are saying that's not racist. How is it not racist? It's literally referring to people's skin color. How is this not racist? Are you guys serious? Are you guys you guys are just messing with me? Well, because in an academic sense, whiteness is not supposed to be put onto the individual. It's supposed to be seen as a structure, or you know, the structure we all live, which is using people's skin color as labeling things. Yes, but yeah, that's racist. I don't care how academic you want to make this sound. (laughs) You're just using you know you're you're basically want to you're like oh. Let's not do this culture that this ethnic ethnicity of people like just like not to know to that you're using people's races and skin colors and ethnicity as a way to identify the things that you want to say no to. Even if if you want to just refer to certain cultures, just mention what the culture is. Don't don't mark it with people's race. Anyways, this is definitely racist. I don't know what you say. I think it. I think it's the 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 literal picture of painting over the white that really gets people going. <laughs> Wait, if you scroll down, well, let's watch the video that Turning Point USA put oh, really? out. Yeah. Wait, okay. Go I don't, right isn't Turning Point? Wait, isn't Turning Point USA like a uh, Republican? Um, you know, we don't endorse them. Just to no, I know. We're just seeing what their contention is. I just want to just make it clear that Turning Point USA is at pure cringe. Okay. So just want to highlight this. Like we don't, you know, these are Republicans. Obviously we don't like Republicanism. See, we're like the things that we are against, like Republicanism is not identifying anyone's race or ethnicity. Okay. We could just, that's, that's how you stand against things that are bad ideas. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. Whiteness is not a bad idea. Okay. Republicanism is. Is, I mean, when I say it's not a bad idea, I mean, it's not an idea at all. Like, not, not that I was encouraging whiteness as a good thing, just to be clear. <laughs> it's not a good or a bad idea because it's not an idea. Anyways. We're out in Oak Park, Illinois at First United Church, where for Lent, they have decided to fast from whiteness. And they said, this Lent, we build our worship life around the voices of black people, indigenous people, and people of color. Excuse me, what? As Christians, we are called to love one another and to create unity in the church oh, no. by bringing all cultures and communities together. In this case, they have decided to separate the white culture from those around it. We want to be creating unity instead of creating a lot of disunity by separating people based on the color of their skin. We don't want to go back to segregation times. We need to be bringing people together and loving them by creating more unity and not doing things such as fasting from whiteness. Okay, so I don't... What's okay, interesting... You go ahead. What's interesting about this is saying, oh, we're trying to create unity, not disunity. Like, that's actually one thing that them in this church would agree on. Like, let me, that's exactly me, what the church is trying to do by expanding its programming. Okay, and let the me whole tell point you what is to, to combat, you know, to show the, quote, the truth of the Christian faith and God's love for all people. So that's the, mm. that, that's what the church says, that this is what this is about. It's just their branding of it is so perfect for conservatives who are, you know, against critical race theory to jump down their throat. It's like a handed over to them on a platter. <laughs> okay, let me tell you like the, how this sounds like to me, okay? Let's say, for example, there's a whole bunch of anti-Japanese um, anti, uh, racism in Korea, right? Which I think there is, right? Yes. And there are some Koreans, and then by Korean, I mean, by Korea, I mean, South Korea. There are some Koreans who want to fight that. Okay. And they're having this event that they want to show you Japanese culture and celebrate Japanese culture and have Japanese songs and events. And they're bringing Korean, like, there's this event to, like, fight anti Japanese racism in Korea. Okay. I wouldn't like it if they called the event, let's cancel Koreanism. All right, let's let's cancel <laughs> Korea, right? Like that's not like no, okay. So I'm not I'm being consistent. I'm not like you know, or like if if in India, some Hindus wanting to reach out to Muslims, okay, I wouldn't think it's the good, you know, and be like endorse anti, you know, to stop anti-Muslim bigotry. I don't think the idea it would be a good idea to have like let's end Hindus, let's let's cancel Hindus. Like I don't think that would be a good idea. To name the event, if you want to fight anti-Muslim bigotry, just call it fighting anti-Muslim bigotry, you know? Mm -hmm, you know Canceling, mm -hmm. like, I don't know, yeah. So that's, that's what I... You, 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 like, I think we, like, we both really like the idea, the branding that the Brand promotion of this is coming at the expense <clears throat> of something else is counter to their own goals. Yes. That's what I think. Well, yeah, I mean, I again, as somebody who likes to have outrageous titles to bring attention to something, okay, I just think like this is not the, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like saying the method is wrong. I do get it, right? Like, I mean, it worked. I mean, these people are not idiots. Like, they got coverage on Fox News, so their method mm -hmm. works. But apparently, I still can't this programming that they've had has really like um, been very well received, and like they've gotten a lot more attendance. Than previously so yeah. it's like it's working out for them 
Oh, yeah, I find it hilarious to think about this. Apparently, it's a majority white area, like majority white congregation, like badly singing all these songs in Spanish. <laughs> wait, did they wait? Did they not have Spanish people to sing this Spanish Spanish speaking people? I mean, I don't know exactly make... how diverse their um, wait. So to celebrate is, diversity, the, the, era, the celebrate whole area diversity? is majority white. Okay, so to celebrate diversity, they just had like people who don't speak Spanish, just like as their mother tongue, to speak sing Spanish songs. They couldn't bring. I I believe that uh, was part of this. Yes, uh, I mean because the whole uh, congregation is supposed to sing along. Well, you're not apparently they're not canceling whiteness strong enough. Go go like go find somebody who actually speaks the language. What the hell? <laughs> um. Okay. And so this um, is really funny. Yeah. So let, let's, let's see the reactions from the live chat because we have a we okay. have a lot of reactions. So um, Ghost Bunny is saying Armin's pissed off on behalf of the white people. Well, we are just like, eh, it's cringe, but oh, well, it's not on behalf of you. OK, it, like it's not on behalf of white people. OK, I don't care. Uh, I'm not you know, it's not it's not for the sake of white people. OK, I'm not defending white people. I'm just anti-racism. OK, I'm just against racism. Even if it's not a big deal, okay? I know anti-white racism is not as big of a deal compared to a lot of other racism, okay? I'm just, just, I just, racism is cringe. Um, and yeah, I don't like it. So Blank Name has a contention and he disagrees that this is, you know, big R racism like you were saying. Blank Name is saying it is not related to white skin color itself. You can be black and exhibit whiteness, the structure of American society. Oh really? No, really, really black man. It has no, <laughs> it has no relation to the white skin. The fact that they're calling it the whiteness is just like just randomly happens to be just the name of the skin color that they're associating the majority of the people who they're trying to associate the culture with. Like just the the word whiteness has nothing to do with white people. It's just completely irrelevant. Are, is that what you're saying? A completely different concept. It just randomly. They might have just. They might as well just called it greenness, huh? It just. It's just a coincidence. It's just a coincidence that the word whiteness happens to be the same thing that they refer to the to the people that are majority white, right? Like it just like yeah. They, they were just like randomly <laughs> shooting darts at colors on a board, right? And it could have been green or blue or purple, but just by chance, it just happened to be white. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Yeah, it has yeah. nothing to do with it. Sure. Um, sure. 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 Ghost Bunny is saying the main message is to uplift voices that may have been ignored or not taken as seriously. People listen to white people all the time, and they want the opportunity to uplift the other voices in their community. Yep, that that's the intention of this, and I think. Yeah, and I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. I like what they're doing. I just don't like fasting from whiteness. I just like. I, I'm, I'm, guys, I know, like, I know people are getting butt hurt, okay? Like, from me being upset about this, okay? I understand that this hurts your racism, okay? I know that most <laughs> of you. Up, I hope I understand that so all of you in the live chat have internalized your racism so much that you don't oh understand God. that you're racist, okay? But for actually some of us who are more enlightened here and we could recognize racism when we see it. We get upset about these things, okay? But you guys, it's okay, okay? You, you are not the same level. You're just racist, okay? There you go. <laughs> oh, you're, you're going to flip it and throw it back at them now, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I think 
yeah, for me, this was fascinating to see kind of the intersection of, you know, like woke rhetoric coming into the sphere of Christianity and then the conservatives freaking out about it. I thought it was hilarious. And I saw a comment on this news story that said, if they really want to fast from whiteness, they'll have to sell off the pipe organs because pipe organs were was were invented by whiteness. They can just clap and stomp instead and definitely turn off the electricity because electricity was discovered by whiteness. And oh <laughs> is that an insulated building? If you're going to really cancel whiteness, shouldn't you swap it out? Hope no one's wearing shoes and the women folks will have to throw out their birth control and bring back polio and smop. Oh, oh my God. So what about having it gets a little racist, so I don't want to get into it, yeah. but people reacted strongly. Like, no. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, okay, I actually, if you want to say white culture has nothing to do with white people, okay, this is not about people's ethnicity, this is about a culture, okay, then nobody should get mad by saying, well, this is all then white culture. And people are like, oh no, that's racist. You can't say that's white, that's whiteness. Like, why is it racist? We're, we're not referring to a people. We're not referring to people. We're referring to whiteness as a culture. So if we say science is whiteness, and if we say like scheduling things is um, being on time is whiteness, nobody should say now that we're being racist. Okay. So because this is just we're not referring to people. So yeah, I get like here. Here you go. Are you gonna get mad now? Are you gonna get mad? Like these people who had a schedule for when this event is, they shouldn't have a schedule. All right, because that's apparently being on time is also whiteness, apparently. Okay, so yeah, they do say that. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do say that. So what? What are we gonna do now? Are we? Are, does that sound racist to you right now? If we say that, because if it if it, if it sounds racist to you now, then you're a hypocrite. If it didn't sound racist to you earlier when they were saying fast from whiteness, and we're like that's not racist, but now if we say science is whiteness, science is whiteness culture. Empiricism now it sounds racist is to you. Yeah, if if now it sounds racist to you, maybe maybe you you're a hypocrite. Maybe this is like um, cognitive cognitive dissonance a little bit happening, huh? Huh? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Blank name is he can't stand you. He's like nuanced. Armin yeah. is so effing literal. <laughs> okay, if if you if if you think I'm being too literal, do you think if somebody says science is whiteness, uh, science is wh uh, white culture, okay? The scientific um, method, yeah. The scientific method is like whiteness. Or like, do you think like does that sound racist to you or no? Okay, because if you want to be consistent, then that shouldn't sound racist to you at all. Yeah, because that okay. that that is par for the course in this kind of rhetoric. To say that the scientific method is a construction of white male masculinity, like yes, yeeks. Anyways, you know, I just so thought this was hilarious, and I knew we would have fun talking about it. <laughs> so, actually, it's the same thing with toxic masculinity, okay? I understand that toxic masculinity refers to something that is real, and that it's also something that is a problem. I understand that. But the label toxic masculinity is not a good name for it. I understand what you're referring to, and I understand that it's something that needs to be addressed and something that it is harmful. I understand that, okay? But maybe come up with a different name because it just sounds like it just it's just not a good branding. OK, you're like, oh, well, this is academia. Like, well, maybe academics need to figure out how to label things better because it makes it sound like you're True. just against manhood. 
right? It just we were talking about like- this recently because of that interview that happened recently on John Stewart that just felt like I was dragged back to 2015 with the rhetoric that was going around. Like, and it was interesting for you to bring up the 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 scheduling and staying on time as a construct of whiteness thing just now because a few days ago you were talking about how you actually understand the argument of talking about this idea of like efficiency and um, like there are different constructs or understandings of time in, in different cultures across different times and different countries. Like this is observable and um, you know, it, it, it is a certain way in like Western European countries. And so you're like, I do understand this. I under, I know what they're talking about, but when they put in Smithsonian on a billboard and just call it a construct of whiteness, like this is bad branding and it offends a lot of people saying like, it seems like you're perpetuating a stereotype that non-white people can't be on time, which is used against people in a racist way usually. Right, exactly, exactly. Okay, branding is important, okay? If you don't pay, yeah, anyways. These ivory but, tower elites. Again, it, it goes. Us. It's like it goes back again to so like people's like defund the police, and they're like, "What do you actually mean? Oh, we mean like move money from like militarizing police to actually like more social. We services. would like more like, social spending. Like, okay, well, your branding is fucking freaking horrible. <laughs> like, this and is then a good people idea. Like, no, we freaking mean defund the police, and they're like, when we oh, say yeah, abolish again, the police, we don't really mean it. And then I'm like. <laughs> There's a lot so of people again, that will. So put the bad branding is important. They mean it. Okay, so exactly, the bad branding makes it possible for people, for racists, to actually pick it up as a weapon. Okay, so you'd yeah, be like, "Well, exactly. it's exactly. referring to." You can't be like, "I'm gonna ignore the bad branding because it's actually referring to something correctly." Well, the bad branding will be misused by people who actually mean harm. So there you go. Um. All right. It's, can it's we counter to your own goals? Exactly. Lefties, okay. we need to get better at marketing. Please, can we collectively get better at marketing? Because I care a lot about these progressive causes, but we keep shooting ourselves in the foot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay, wait. Can we... Um, oh, yeah. PK is saying branding is everything. Well, not everything, but it's important. Can we clap for the next news? Yes. Next news. Next news. Spain criminalizes the harassment of women undergoing abortions. On April 6th, Spain's Senate approved landmark legislation criminalizing the harassment of women who are undergoing abortions. Proposed by the Socialist Party, the new law will help women avoid being harassed when, quote, exercising the right to voluntary interruption of pregnancy. Abortions through the 14th week of pregnancy are legal in Spain. These abortions do not require medical justifications, although women below 18 years old who need an abortion are required to have parental consent. Despite being legal, doctors and government hospitals decline from performing the procedures, calling themselves conscientious objectors. This also forces women seek, seeking abortions to speak to seek out um, private clinics. This leads some women to travel hundreds of miles to access private abortion clinics. Most of these private abortion clinics are camped at by anti-abortion protesters. According to the Association for, of Accredited Clinics for Pregnancy Termination, or ACAI, uh, more than 100 women report being harassed when they go to the abortion clinics each year. ACAI added that 89% of women seeking abortion reported being harassed, while 66 felt they were in danger. Some lawmakers argue, however, that this new law will infringe on the constitutional right to freedom of speech. Wait, it's not a, it's not a freedom of speech to harass people. 
Well, they try to contend like we're not harassing women. We're just camping outside this medical facility and praying for them. Okay, that's harassment. That I think that's harassment. Isn't that harassment? What do you think? It it depends on how it's done. Okay. I mean, um, if I was in that situation, and even if someone was just like praying silently, but they had a big sign, you know what they what they usually do is with you know the pictures of the fetuses or whatever. Like yeah, I that's would, harassment. That I would that still find that yeah. That is harassment when you like have these like images, gross images, like forced upon people who are trying to get abortions. That is har- that should be legal. Okay, that should be legal. Um, are you I saying legal? Think- illegal, illegal, illegal harassment. It shouldn't be allowed. Okay. Um, I used to think like these laws don't make any sense because I used to think like, well, just make harassment illegal. Why do we have? Why are we making like? Don't you already have laws that makes harassment illegal? Why do we need a specific law that makes this specific kind of harassment illegal? But I changed my mind on that. I think like it makes sense to when something is a problem, just to send a message, just a government to be like, we have made harassment illegal, but we're making this, or <laughs> we're making a law specifically for this type of harassment as well, just to send a message, just to make it more clear that we're paying attention to this, right? I think there's a value in making it clear where the government is standing and supporting the citizens like by making specific laws like this, even if it's supposed to be covered by general laws. What do you think? I, I, I agree, because obviously, if this is still a problem, they need additional laws to address the problem. Like, we might have laws in the books, but it isn't solving the issue at hand. So we need... Right further work to address it accordingly. I mean, some people say like, well, just in, because the problem is not that you're in, the problem is that you're not enforcing the already existing laws. Instead of making new laws, just go enforce the ones you have like that. I know, but what if, what if the, the, the technical language actually doesn't cover this there accordingly? You go. That's, that's exactly, that's exactly the answer. <laughs> <laughs> what I find really interesting is that, um, so, like I said, there are all these issues um, with abortion in uh, uh, Spain that I didn't know about. So, uh, Prime Minister uh, Pedro Sanchez's social socialist party is what helped push this into effect. And I didn't under didn't know that although you know abortion is technically legal, it's extremely common for public. Uh, government providers to just conscientiously object to to providing it. So even though it's legal, um, you know, there's, there's this loophole where they don't have to provide it if it, you know, probably if it violates their faith and, you know, again, Catholicism just really effing things up for women. Um, so what I, another footnote, which I found interesting is that Sanchez's government is also working on a law to ensure that all public hospitals will offer abortions and further legislation that will allow 16 to 17 year olds to end a pregnancy without permission from their parents as they currently can in the UK and France. I think that's also a positive, a, a good a step a, in a good good direction. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's great. Good job, Spain. Spain is very Catholic, so was very Catholic at least. So the fact that it's moving in this direction, then we have this is like this is literally the country where the Spanish Inquisition came from. And now look, nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> I knew, I knew you were gonna say that. I, I, I could see you it in your eyes that. that you were waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's, that's good do you want to add anything oh there was a comment here um there was a comment oh, can you read that while i go to the bathroom 
Okay, okay. All right. Uh, PK saying that's a slippery slope. Freedom of speech is too valuable. Okay, so I'm going to cut this in two parts and I'm going to answer them separately. Okay. When you say that's a slippery slope, do you know that's the that is referring to a logical fallacy? Okay. So you you just identified your own fallacy. So that makes that means that what you're going to say it's incorrect. I don't know why people refer to like, oh, this is a slippery slope. This is going to lead to that. Well, if it's a slippery slope, that means it's not like it's not. That means you are self-identifying your logical fallacy. That means like you are making it make. That means that your conclusion is incorrect. Okay. So first, just want to mention that. Second of all, you're gonna, you're saying that freedom of speech is too valuable. Yeah, but freedom of speech again, it doesn't cover freedom of harassment. Okay. Freedom of speech doesn't give you a right to an audience. When you force your, I don't know, fetuses, images of fetuses, aborted fetuses upon, upon people who don't want to see it, that is not freedom of speech. That is you thinking like you're entitled to an audience, to a captive audience that cannot escape your disgusting images, right? Freedom of speech means that you, if you want to, on your website or on wherever you are, you know, have images of disgusting dead fetuses, you should be able to do that and nobody could stop you. But if you try to make it uh, a group of people not be able to not see it if they don't want to, then you're forcing something upon people where it bothers them, right? And that is not, you know, that is harassment. So that shouldn't, I, don't, I think that shouldn't be allowed. Anyways, so that was that. Did we want to highlight anything else or do we want to move on? No. Okay, cool. Then we can go to the next news. Cool, cool, cool. Somebody shouting in the live chat. I don't know what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I answered them. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, okay, can we... Hold on. Can we yes, clap we can. for you? We already know we can. We yes, we can. I guess. Next news. Next news. Atheist Republic approved for YouTube fundraising. I don't know even what to show on the screen. I could show you the a, a video. This is what I have prepared. So one of our videos. Okay. So if you look at our videos, they now have this green icon under them. says fundraiser. And you can see on the right side, there's a donate button. So that means our YouTube channel can now start fundraising. And so, I mean, we could do that already, but Atheist Republic as a nonprofit, as a 501c, is YouTube has now approved us for fundraising as a nonprofit, as a charity in United States, as a 501c. And not only our channel can do this, any channel uh, that has monetization and has a giving section under the monetization tab can now... Um, start a fundraiser or join this fundraiser and do fundraising for Atheist Republic. So this is fantastic. Look, do you guys see, like also in the in the live chat when people are doing? Yeah, pull up uh, this screen so we can show how it sits in the live chat. Yeah. So, for example, if you go to the channel and then like this stream, if you watch this stream, like this is us right now, right? You oh, can hey, see that's me. In <laughs> Yeah, this is us right now. Okay. So you can see in the live chat, you can see this thing is showing up right at the very top. And people could click on it and donate. 
So this is going to make it a lot easier for us to do fundraising for Atheist Republic. And this is amazing. This is a very powerful weapon for us right now. Yes. It's so exciting to not only have what? more monetization back, but we get all of these other tools available for us. It's amazing. Wait, did we just get already to $555? We just started this. That's amazing. Holy crap. Oh, my God. I, I was oh. like... I. I I totally misread that earlier. I thought it was just like how did that $5. happen? I'm dyslexic. Yeah, I thought it was fifteen dollars. But I just Holy like yes, yeah, crap. That is crazy. Okay, I don't That's know who's amazing. donating, but thank you so much for whoever is clicking on these buttons. Five. I know now. I, what I need to do is I need to figure out how we can see the analytics of who contributed. I think I can do that on the wait, back end. Wait, I think. Oh. Because, you know, when people yeah, give us super chats, we can thank them on air. Or when people donate to our legal fund on GoFundMe. Like no, it says that the, the name is going to be, we should figure out where the names are going to show up. Because it does say, like, if you if they decide, like, people could decide whether they're going to be anonymous or not. But, guys, the, the good thing about this is, like, as Doorknob Head is pro, uh, pointing out in the live chat. Uh, let me bring up Doorknob Head. It says 100% of the money goes to AR. Yeah, so there's... YouTube covers the transaction fees, like and, so, and it doesn't take any cut. So when people do <gasps> super chats, uh, when people do super chats or become members, YouTube takes a cut. But this one, because Wait. we're a nonprofit, what? We'll go to the live Maybe. chat. If you go to the live chat and scroll up, it doesn't show up on our end of the streamyard, but it shows up in the live chat of who donated. Don Doorknob had donated five hundred dollars. Oh, it was Doorknob head. How Holy do you see that? I, like I said, go to the live chat and scroll up. You'll see. And then someone else anonymously donated $20. Wow. That's it. Holy oh my crap. Wow. Thank you so much, Doornabad. That's incredible. That's crazy. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, my God. Doornabad, thank you. Oh, my. Okay. Well, thank <laughs> you, guys. No. <laughs> Susanna is emotional now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't amazing. know how to say. That's thank a you lot. so much. Thank you, Dornova. That's very sweet. And wow, this is a what a great news. Now we now there's we have two news. Like we have first of all, we have fundraising, and plus we we just got five hundred dollars on one stream. That's crazy <laughs> generous. Thank you. Wow, thank you so much. We really have such a generous community. It's it's really incredible. Dornova saying one hundred percent gets me, Randy. That what what can I say? Oh, okay. So guys, that because. Because the, all the support goes to Atheist Republic and not, none of it goes to the transaction fees or YouTube. That's what that's why he's like, he likes that. Thank you so much, John. I appreciate that. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. This is going to be a huge help to our legal situation right now in particular. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. my gosh. Yes. True. Wow. Thank wow, you. Wow, Thank wow. you, guys. So, yeah, this is a huge, you know, tool and benefit to our community. If you are a fan of the... Uh, Atheist Republic Persian channel, you'll also see this uh, over there as well. And uh, I think we might be able to re-monetize their Arabic channel soon. And um, yeah. And what's cool about this is you can, it allows people to always contribute to Atheist Republic. Like you don't have to be waiting for a live stream to go send us a super chat. Like this just sits on videos and clips and um, you can do it whenever you, you feel like, whenever you're, whenever you're available. Yeah. Um. So PK saying there were others who donated earlier. You missed them. Yeah, they don't show up on Streamyard. We have to pay attention. 
Oh my um, gosh. Well, I'm really sorry to everyone we missed. So going we... forward, I'll keep the live chat open in a different window so that I can yes. monitor it better. Yeah, yeah. How do we go? How do we? Yeah, guys. Okay, so for people who are in the live chat, if somebody donates uh, to our fundraiser, because we don't see it on StreamYard, please like let us know. Like, like let us know. Like, tag us and say that somebody donated, so we could like thank them for this. Um, and maybe we could like figure out who donated earlier, so we could eventually like thank. Yeah, them I'll either. look on the back end and see if I can find anything. Okay. Good. Uh, well, thank you for letting us know, guys. I wish like StreamYard would show us, but it's okay. People yeah. Let us know. Okay. But anyways, thank you to everybody who donated, and thank you again to Doorknobhead for a very generous donation. We will uh, spend it on defending ourselves against all the legal. Um, yeah, but thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, um, also, thank you to Armin for working to get this all set up. Oh, oh, thank you. Well, thanks for saying that. Um, guys, for people who are, just another reminder that you shouldn't be don donating to us anything if you are struggling financially. Please, please, please do not donate to us financially even half a cent, okay? Mm -hmm. um, it's important for people who are even uh, struggling even a little bit to take care of themselves um, instead. Um, but you can still support us for free by just liking the video. We It benefits us a lot when you like the video. It grows our channel. So by spending half a second without any financial costs, you could help us grow. So please like the video. And if you want to even do more to help the video without spending any money, is you could leave a comment after the stream is over. And you could even share the video sharing the video also really helps us grow the channel okay so these are all free ways to support us if you are interested in supporting us in non-financial ways and um, if you made it this far through our stream subscribe <laughs> what are you doing subscribe. join us yes, exactly. we do this every week we also have really fun q a's mm. and blank name is saying thank you guys you are awesome thank you blank name. thank you blank name <laughs> um this is also a good reminder for people to join our newsletter because, you know, we've been suspended off of Twitter. You never know where we will be suspended from or banned from next. So if you are where you can always find Atheist Republic in 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 an event of a crisis, we will reach mm -hmm. out to you on our newsletter because we no one can take that away from us. So please join our newsletter. Link in the description below. Yes. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank you, and thank you, Mohammed, for reminding everybody to like, uh, to like, subscribe, and also turn on the notifications. And everybody else, um, and secular rarity, is saying this was a good stream. Um, no, thank Eric, you. I Hassan, did. I had a fun. I had fun today. Well, Do you have fun today, yes, Armin? Me too. Always, always. I felt All right, guys. A lot uh, better. Uh, so my energy was up a lot. Uh, <laughs> The, yeah i was yeah. not feeling i was i was in pain last week <laughs> <laughs> well it's good that you're not in pain all right guys bye bye see you next week see you guys